This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. All righty. Good morning, boys and girls. Yes, sir. It is time to rock and roll on the show. Hope you all are doing well out there. Hope you're hanging in there on a Tuesday Hope it's a, a good Tuesday wherever you're at, anywhere in the world, downloading the show, watching us live, all of that good stuff. Got a bunch of guests for you lined up today, uh, as we always do, right? We've always got uh, a bunch of guests for you. Uh, we've got Ira Winderman joining us at 1030. We've got Manny Navarro at 1130. We've got Alan Pupar will be joining us at noon so we'll get his thoughts on the Fangio press conference. I'll give you my thoughts. There wasn't really like kind of what I predicted. There wasn't really going to be much said, you know, nothing really earth shattering uh, out of it. Uh, really, that came that came from it. Oh, there's one one development that I thought was kind of interesting. And we'll get to that in a few minutes uh, as uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, obviously. Um, I also want to tell you that uh, today we will have a crypto bro show. You know, we've been doing it every Saturday now. And so I told you that I'm going to start picking it up a little bit and maybe start doing it a few times a week now. So immediately when this show ends, a couple minutes after, we'll start right away with the crypto show. So you can actually, you know, ride on with us. And if uh, you want to learn a little bit more about crypto and want to get into it and all that good stuff, uh, you can uh, join us uh, on uh, on the show right after this as we uh, we talk a little crypto and have a little fun. As uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff kind of developing with uh, I, I just find it really, really intriguing. So we'll get to we'll get to talk a little bit about some of the developments uh, going on in uh, in crypto. So we've got that going on for you. We've got a bunch of interviews. Let me see. I'm trying to see what the uh, latest update is. Okay, I see 24,696. Uh, I almost got confused yesterday with the, uh, with the uh, what's it called, with the markets, which they weren't open yesterday, which is uh, <laughs> uh, today they are, obviously. So uh, we'll see uh, we'll see what we got going on uh, overall, and uh, we'll see the latest on what goes on with the markets because it's haven't started off very well yet. So hopefully, we get something going on. Tua Time says happy happy uh, Mardi Gras from Louisiana, Big O and Sean. So he's in. Uh, so we got Mardi Gras everywhere. You know, uh, did you did you guys see Giselle? Well, I got to tell you something. Giselle's already having some fun. Uh, this morning, I'm I'm getting prepared for the show. And, wow, it's uh, this thing's kind of frozen or something. What, there we go. Okay. So I'm getting prepared for the show. And I am uh, checking out, uh, you know, some uh, some material to talk about. And I see that Giselle Boonchin is actually uh what's it called she's um she's enjoying herself uh at um at carnival 
So kind of interesting that um, that uh, that Giselle is uh, having some fun at Carnival. She's solo, by the way, in Carnival. So I'm I'm trying to see if I can get the. Let me see. Is this the one? Let me see if this is the one here. Nope, this is not the one. Unfortunately, that's the poor, uh, poor young man, a twenty-year-old, that uh, passed away. This thing's freezing up a lot, man. I don't know what's going on here, but it's freezing up a lot here. Anyway, so uh, Giselle is enjoying herself, and uh, it was like a, a really nice picture. I got to say of her, she's in, she's in, I mean, she's probably normally in great shape, but she was like all out, like in, you know, like, uh, what, what would I call it? Carnival shape. In other words. Okay. She was in carnival shape is what I, what we saw and she looked good. I got to say. I gotta if if he is seeing this somewhere, and I'm talking about Brady, uh, he is probably going, damn, damn, damn. So yeah, there's Giselle. Look at those abs, dude. Yep, 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 yep. Football over her. A really crappy season of football over her. <laughs> oh, man. So there you go. So two a time, you're not the only one enjoying Carnival now. You know, here's Mardi Gras. They're, you know, Brazil Carnival. But um, so Giselle Bunchen is also enjoying Carnival there. Yeah. Uh, Alexa says he's saying I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. He really had nothing to prove going for a third year to Tampa, like zero to prove winning another title would have just it, it would have been it, it's just monotony, you know, it wasn't anything extra, you know, you won your seventh title, bro, you won your second one with two different teams, you proved your point, you had nothing else left to do, you should have walked away from football and you would have stayed with your with your family and your kids. Um, I, I read a story too. Uh, uh, Tom Brady throughout the year last year during the Bucks season, he and his sons would go about, about three times a month to a animal shelter. And that's how he and his sons would bond and they take care of the dogs and all that. Nobody knew about it. Uh, Tom didn't want it, it, it to get out at all whatsoever. So he and his sons would show up to this animal shelter a few times a month to kind of take care of the dogs and, you know, do all that stuff and bond at the same time. I thought that was a I read that story. I thought that was a, that was very cool. Uh, and you could tell last year was just one of those years, dude. You know, Divorce is not easy on anybody, man. And nobody who wants to lose their family. You know what I mean? You've got to be a twisted person not to want to be around your family or something or or maybe you made a tragic mistake and you never really wanted to be a, a a family person or whatever but just a weird thing it's a weird dynamic and i you you can imagine how stuff like that is going to you know mess with your head 
but uh, I saw the Giselle picture, and I was like, that man messed up, bro. That man messed up, and she is uh, looking really, really good, I got to say. I got to say. Yeah, he says Tom Brady could get a younger woman. Yeah, you can get a younger woman. That doesn't mean she's going to be a good woman. See, that's uh, that's the difference, brother. You know, it's that, that younger stuff, that gets old quickly. You know, it's if you're just banging her because she's fine, you will get tired of banging her no matter what. You'll get tired of listening to her. You'll get tired of having to cater to her because in the end, you really don't love her. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it, it, it it's, it, it's something that the, those kind of comments that comes just from the, the chauvinistic guy, like point of view, you're in the barbershop, you're in the, you know, you're, you're somewhere with the fellas talking shit. But the reality is, if you want me to tell you the reality, like I just told you now, that stuff only lasts for a little bit. You know, after if if you don't love the person, it doesn't matter, dude. It becomes a burden for you after that. You know, I, I always say this, like it's it takes more effort to be a jerk to people than it does to be nice. You know, because being a jerk, then you make it uncomfortable being a jerk. Maybe you have to say something that's uncomfortable. Maybe you even have to lie. Now you got to remember the lie. Now you got to, you know, ride it and whatever, all those kind of things. Whereas if you're just nice, it's a lot smoother transition. People get along. You can get to where you're going. You never have to worry about anything, you know. So that whole thing of, oh, I, I you know, I, I, I lost my wife and my kids. And, okay, I'm going to go bang a younger broad. That's not going to, you know. That's uh, that's like a toy that you bought and then, you know, you wear out the welcome of the toy. You've played with it enough and then it ends up in, you know, the closet or the toy box or wherever you put, you know, the toys and then you never play with it again. That's that's kind of the way it really ends up more often than not. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a lot. It's a lot more satisfying. OK. When somebody loves you somebody stands by you somebody supports you good bad and different all those kind of things but there has to be a compromise you're gonna have to meet the person you love halfway and that's where tom brady screwed up because clearly he was supposed to retire and that was the agreement with her and then when he did it she just she drew the line in the sand and all of that so yeah he could go bang the younger chick and all that. And eventually he's going to keep regretting it and keep regretting it no matter what, you know, the, everybody else will say, Oh, well, he's got a younger chick and all that. But is he really satisfied with it? You, you, he, a piece of ass is a piece of ass. There's no substance in a piece of ass. Your wife, the mother of your children, your lifelong partner that has a hell of a lot more meaning. You know, when it's all said and done. So uh, you you can look at it however the hell you want to look at it. 
Um, why you always switching the schedule, Hunter? Because I can do whatever the hell I want, my brother. <laughs> I don't answer to anybody, my man. I don't answer to Hunter Butler. I don't answer to any corporation. I don't answer to a goddamn thing, dude. I do whatever the hell I want. That's what I love about all of this. It's a beautiful thing. You know, wore my red recover hat this morning. There you go. See, I do what I want. Hey, by the way, hair is nice and full. By the way. Not bad, huh? Not bad for a 56-year-old. I do what I want, Hunter Butler. Okay. By the way, Red Recover, 30% off right now. Take advantage. Soreness, elbows, shoulder, arms, knees, ankles, feet, you name it. Crows, crow's feet. We got the pad for the ladies so you can uh, take care of the, of the wrinkles. A couple minutes a day. Redrecover.com, 30% off. I don't know how long it's going to last. Why am I always switching the schedule? What the hell is wrong with you? Next thing you're going to tell me what to do and what to say on the show. Uh, Mr. Spock says, Giselle, that's a beautiful woman that loves her family. When she says stop, all you do is walk away with her and the money. Walk away on top after winning the Super Bowl with the Bucks storybook ending. I, I, I'm with you, dude. That second year, uh, he didn't win it. But he wanted the first year, and he could have walked away. But he committed to two years. He told her two years, and that's it. KMFO says sometimes you don't want a younger woman. You just want to be lucky enough to have a good woman. And I think he had a good woman, bro. I really do. Brent, happy Tuesday to you, sir. Thank you for not telling me what to do. Uh, Fireman says, agree, Big O. Six years ago with someone 17 years younger, and now I'm st uh, I'm uh, stuck with someone that really is not good for the future. Effed up bad. Yeah. That's how it goes, man. I mean, you know, there's something to be said about you or your partner being a rock and standing by you, you know, through thick and thin Every every relationship has its ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. You got to find a way to fight through it, man. And, you know, so I think he kind of screwed up. That's all. Uh, big, big O, I've only had time to listen to segments of the show lately, and you may have mentioned this, and I missed it, but any update on the music-centric show for us uh, music nerds? I'm working on that, too. I'm working on that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to level off what I'm doing with the crypto show first. And then I can layer in the music show after that. Okay. But remember, I'm doing a lot of things. And plus, there's also sales go behind it. So I'm also trying to tie it also with sponsors and things like that. You know, we, we do we do have to earn a living here. This isn't this isn't done for fun. Sean and I are not working out of, you know, oh, uh, this is a hobby for us or something. No, this is a legitimate business. And we need sponsors. We need viewers. We need people to listen and download the shows and, and watch them and, and hit the like button like crazy on all the recorded stuff, the live stuff, everything, man. You know, the wrestling show that Sean does, the crypto show coming up at one o'clock, by the way, right after this, we will do a, a crypto show. 
So yes, we we move and keep moving, and I am working on the music stuff, but I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. I want to kind of pace myself and see if I can then remember because that would be three different shows that I'm doing. So it's just one of those things that I've got to kind of be very careful and break it up a little bit and break it up the right way. Um, news is saying Lamar to Miami. No, there's no news. Lamar to Miami, Utah trucker. If you're that stupid to believe that shit, I mean, what can I tell you? You know, that's, uh, that's same stupid shit that other idiots are repeating and over and over again. And it makes no sense whatsoever. So all I can tell you is, you know, that's ridiculous. So uh, I would be, I, I would, I would tear the Dolphins eight new, eight new a-holes for a stupid ass move like that. So that's why I can tell you that it's not going to happen. Uh, but hey, listen, it's the off season. They got to fill time. They got to talk about stupid shit and people get hook, line and sinkered all the time in this world because not you know people just believe what they read all the time and they don't understand what the hell really is going on but if you use a little common sense just common sense tells you it's a stupid and illogical move that's all let's see let's give up picks that we don't have let's give up more cap space that you don't have because you got to give away a major salary and it's all guaranteed and then now let's change the entire offense because he can't run McDaniel's offense. So let's see, how stupid is that story? How illogical is it anyone that writes it, anyone that talks about it? Think about that. How fucking ignorant you got to be to think that they're going to all of a sudden change their entire offense for Lamar limited passer Jackson. A guy that misses more games than two. Think about how freaking stupid that is. I, it's just that that's the part that I, I love about it is like, think about it yourself. Okay. I get why the idiots on television, the morons in newspapers or online magazines, it's the off season. They got to talk shit and write about anything to fill space. But some of you out there, you gotta have common sense. So the Dolphins are gonna change their entire offense. So McDaniel's gonna change the offense that he runs for a guy that just runs. And then they don't have the cap space, but they're gonna give him 200 million guaranteed right now, because that's what he wants. He's delusional as hell, but that's what he wants. And then Miami doesn't have the picks, but they're also going to trade the picks. I mean, think about how freaking stupid that is. I, I don't I don't understand how any Dolphin fan that has a brain thinks that that's logical. And the sad part is I've had to repeat this like three or four times because they're I get it, man. So many of you got suckered with the the the, the election was rigged. And plenty of you are still stupid enough to believe that also. There was no rig, no nothing. But hey, no, don't worry about it. Just keep listening to Fox. They know you're stupid enough to believe it. So don't be stupid enough to believe that Lamar Jackson is coming to Miami. Come on, man. 
Jesus. It's like, why do you people even entertain the shit? Can we bottle that up right now, Sean? Right there. Okay? Let's bottle that up right there. I want this now as a bit, so that way we can use it on other people. And that way I don't have to waste my breath in talking about it. Because it's just, oh my God. Really, it, it really is just absolutely asinine to think that they would do something that stupid. Um, yeah, just what we need, a limited passer for Hill and Waddle. I know, it's just, you know, wow. Uh, anyway, uh, Baker Mayfield, does, I, I wouldn't be comfortable Brent with Baker as a backup. I don't think... I, you know, he is, <laughs> uh, Kyle Van Noy, <laughs> somebody was tweeting back and forth and Kyle Van Noy said something. We wouldn't have started, you know, the Dolphins wouldn't have started one in seven last year if I was there, this and that. And I, I, I like tweet back to, to these guys. I'm like, this guy has 33 sacks in 128 games. Like, this guy has, like, an inflated opinion of himself. You know, like, Kyle Van Noy is just a guy, bro. Good years for him are five or six sacks. That's not the answer to anything. You know what I'm saying? You got 28 sacks in 133 games. You ain't shit. That's nothing special. Give me a break. Oh, they wouldn't have started one and seven. Bro, you weren't going to save that team in the start last year. They were one and seven because they were playing all the good teams. They got all their wins two years ago in the second half because they played all the crappy teams. Not because of anything. Not because, oh, my God, they figured out the defense and they were, you know, oh, oh, oh flow is amazing, right? They, no, if he was amazing, he, they would have performed well against the good teams. They didn't. And Baker Mayfield, he has a... Uh, a bloated uh, opinion of himself, just like Kyle Van Noy. And I don't think he would make a good backup. I think, I think um, Andy Dalton would, I think Gardner Minshew would, I, I would be afraid of bringing a Baker Mayfield to any team as a backup. I would, I, I just, I'm not, I, I'm not comfortable that he has ever matured to the point or that he understands who he really is, which he's just a jag. He's nothing really special. But he thinks he's a franchise guy. He still thinks he's at Texas Tech in Oklahoma. And I'm sorry, he's in the NFL now. So I I, I will disagree with you on that one. I'm not comfortable with Baker as, as a backup. Okay? Uh, do you think a power running back would be better for our running game? No, I, I think the guys you had last year were just fine. I think you just, I think what you have to do is commit more to the run and better the left guard and right tackle position. That's it. I love Hunt, love Connor and Armstead. So you got three of the five positions. Fix it by having a, a, a consistent left guard. Although the right tackle, I got to say, if you bring me back Brandon Shell, I might be fine with Brandon Shell. I thought he did a serviceable job, dude. thought he did a good job. What I'd like is, you know what I'd like? I'd like for Mike McDaniel, when you're actually pounding a team for seven yards a carry or nine yards a carry, 
don't don't stop running the ball. Keep punching those fools in the mouth. Keep shoving the ball down their throats. Because that's how Tua is going to be any quarterback, not just Tua. This is any quarterback in the world. Even Ryan Tannehill, who's a jag, you give him a running game, he'll be able to make a couple passes for you. And he's a jag. You get elite passers like two of that, you got an opportunity. You got guys like that with that deadly-ass accuracy? Come on, man. That's what I would like. It's not a matter of a power back or anything. It's a matter of knowing when to turn it on and turn it off. And that's where he struggled badly last year. That's where he has to improve on game day decisions. That's where I give McDaniel like a D. Everything else pretty much is an A. His game day decisions, he sucked. But he's a rookie coach, so we got to give him the break. And we do. We give him the break. He gets the pass this year. Next year, we fry his ass if this continues. Just want you, I just want you to know ahead of time. He better he better be much improved on game day. He better be winning a lot of challenges, not losing all his challenges. So it's not a matter of a power back. It's a matter of fixing the line with the two spots that are left and then having the proper dedication to it, especially when it's working well. Uh, what else do we have going on? Uh, do, 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 do. Only concern with Dalton is mobility. Uh, it's Mobility is not that big an issue if you, if you know how to throw from the pocket. Okay? And he's a backup, dude. You guys make it sound like you want to go get a backup that also can take you to the Super Bowl. That's just not really the case normally. And I get it. It happens. It's happened a couple times, but that's usually because your teams are so freaking dominant that that's why that person is able to assist you in that area. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sam Darnold for a backup. Big O might not be bad. He actually played his best football uh, down the stretch. You know, he always scares the sh crap out of me because he's uh, a turnover machine. But what can I tell you? The more Dolphins show that Tua is their QB, the more mainstream media and clickbait uh, sites push the other stories. 99% of these people don't watch the game. Ignore the baseless noise. Yep, that's exactly it. It's the offseason. You got to fill space. So they're going to come up with all kinds of crazy stories. So that's really what it is. Just use logic when you think about it. That's all. Just the logic will tell you where what they should be doing and what they're probably will do. And history also will tell you what they're trying to do at the same time. So I would just kind of uh I would I would relax on all of that. Uh when uh we are done with Ira. Uh, I want to uh, react a little bit on the Fangio press conference and and uh, go over some of the points. Uh, Panthers uh, yesterday got by a terrible Ducks team, four to three, for Hagee and Lomberg with some goals. Kachuk, who has just been, God, he he's worth the price of admission. Uh, he is worth every time you watch it. Had a couple of assists yesterday. Uh, Bobrowski had uh, twenty nine saves. 
They've got Buffalo on Friday. The Heat is also off till Friday. They take on the Bucks. Canes move up to number 13 in the AP rankings. Tonight they take on Vatek. And I'm thinking of taking UM. Vatek is favored by two and a half. And I know they have a decent home record, but I'm sorry, dude. They're six and ten in the ACC. Miami is 13 and four. Miami can win on the road. I'm t- I'm I'm taking Miami plus two and a half points. I saw that this morning, and I jumped on it right away. And I'm saying no, no, no. And I don't think there's any major injuries that I read for the Canes. I'm taking Canes tonight plus two and a half. I just want you to know this, okay? You know how I've been telling you, hey, when the Heat is heavily favored, you got to go with the opponent every time. And we have made a boatload of money here the last couple of weeks playing against the Heat, right? Taking the opponent, taking the points, because they absolutely suck as favorites. The Heat are a pathetic bunch. They are nobody to give points to people at all. So you always take the dog against the Heat. You only take the Heat when they go up against teams and they are the dogs, okay? That's when you take the Heat because they find a way to either surprise a good team or play a good game, and they play inside. They are much better dogs than they are favorites. They are terrible as favorites. Well, this is a case here where I'm just – I'm not sure what Vegas is seeing, just like I have no idea what Vegas is seeing in the Miami Heat that they heavily favored them at times, and they can almost never, ever cover. And I don't know how they've switched it. The other day in one of the games, they finally made them, you know, a a, a favorite barely, and, and they were able to cover. But um, this here tonight, I got to tell you, man, I'm taking UM plus two and a half here tonight. I, I like the Canes in this one. All right, let's get ready. Let's uh, talk a little hardwood. Let's get to a little basketball talk. Some additions. We'll get to the additions and the news around the NBA with Ira Winderman and our accurate Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report. Here's Ira Winderman. All right, how you doing, Ira? You doing good? Good. Enjoyed the three-day break. Finally got a little bit of a weekend, so that was nice. And, of course, just when I thought I was getting away, signed Kevin Love, signed Cody Zeller, redo the roster. Look. They got better because they addressed areas of needs. Does this push more them balanced. to some mountain? The way I look at it, they're more balanced is what it is. Does it get you closer to the elite? Not at all. But you are better balanced now than you have been all season long. You've been completely imbalanced with the bigger players and putting Caleb in positions that he shouldn't be in. Now you now it makes there's more method to the madness. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, and now you're not this little Lilliputian team going against where guys like Jokic are just grabbing rebounds over the top. You're not getting slammed on the boards. It's interesting because there is a degree of competition still here, Big O, and that competition is this. Can Caleb Martin hold on to his starting job simply because of his versatility versus love? We'll see. Is Omar Yurtsevin the player we saw for six weeks where, hey, Cody Zeller just becomes insurance in case Omer doesn't come back. 
yeah. that's what I said. He's he's purely insurance. If if Big Yurt doesn't come back right, then break glass for Zeller. You know what I mean? That's why I think they didn't go after Ibaka because the veteran's not going to want to sit there. Meanwhile, Zeller has been sitting out all year and nobody signed him. So he's got a contract now for the rest of the year and the playoffs. So he's going to make money whether he plays or he doesn't play. But at least you have break glass, you Zeller, if Big Yurt doesn't come back. What I was told by a scout involved in the process is there's a thought around the league that Serge Ibaka, he's had back issues and other problems, simply might not be able to play. So you don't want to bring in someone and then just have him in the training room the whole time. Cody Zeller worked out for other teams, and I was told by a scout whose job it is to assess these things, is NBA game ready now? And you know what, Big O? With 23 games left in the season, that's what you want. You don't want a guy in the training room in and out. You have that with Kyle Lowry. You have that with some other players. You want good-to-go guys. What it tells me is this, Big O. You and I have been speaking on our accurate Pembroke Pines report since the start of the season about how undersized and small the Heat are. The Heat have been saying, no, we're fine. We can get it done. When you only have two buyout spots and you use both of them for big men, this is the Heat acknowledging that going small, smallest, simply did not work. Will Zeller and Love play in every game together? Probably not. Will the Heat use Yurtsevin and Zeller and, and Love in the same game? Probably not. But at least now they have choices behind Bam Adebayo instead of an ineffective Dwayne Dedman or going small, smaller, and smallest. They needed height. I think this is almost the acknowledgement of a mistake of, by the Heat of trying to play smallish ball for so long. Oh, yeah. No, this was, yeah, this was a poorly built team, unfortunately. Not only that, if you're going to build it small, then you better have a shit ton of great three-point shooters. So you can spread it, use your speed, use use that that you're small. Remember how Jimmy Johnson kind of changed football where he went smaller on his defenses, but they were faster. So they kind of made up for it. And the Heat did not make up for being smaller by being more potent, you know, outside the perimeter. And that was, I think, their their ultimate what you might have gotten away with it. But the fact that you weren't efficient from three point range. Yeah. You know, that kind of kills what it is and what this whole game is all about because I, I you know Ira Spo is is Mr. non-positionless guy or whatever the hell he loves that but if you don't give him the elements the chef can only do so much in the kitchen you know what I and mean and I think the chef is going to be interesting on this one because there's a reason Kevin Love is out of the rotation in Cleveland and, and was not viewed as viable as much is because of his defense there just isn't much there but we know Spo loves the zone and I think this thought with Kevin Love is we can hide him in the zone. We can play him there. I mean, this team has hidden players for years now, whether it's Duncan Robinson or Max Struess or Kyle Lowry. So I think when Kevin Love is in, you'll see the Heat going to a lot of their zone because Big O, they need his three-point shooting. They need his bulk. He's a very good rebounder. He's a very good passer. They get certain things, but also understand what he isn't. He's 34 years old. He's not the same player he once was. He's coming you're not going to get it. You're not going to get a two-way three and D guy at this point in the season. Why? Because they're so valuable. The few that are out there, they're not going anywhere. They're not releasing those kind of guys anyway. You know so what? I'm going to give you the per- I'm going to give you the perfect analogy for the day. This is when you go into the quality pre-owned cars at Acura Pembroke Pines, but we have a late year nice model out there, and you consider that. That's what these guys are. These are not the shiny ones you're sitting – You go when you go out there on Fridays and sit next to in the showroom. We know that. 
These are a nice late model used version right. with Russell right. Westbrook or Patrick Beverly or Danny Green or, or Serge Ibaka. That's what you're getting right now. So what you're doing is you're literally looking under the hood. You're seeing what's there. You're going, okay, zero to 60, maybe not as fast as when we bought this car new, but still will get me to where I want to go. That's what these signings were. Big O, let's not lose sight of this. As far as the heat go this year will still be determined by Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Tyler yep. Hero. Everyone else is a complimentary piece. All right, you're saving. What's the plan? Is he coming back for sure Friday? Going to play a significant amount of minutes, a little bit of minutes? What What's the plan for yours? My gut feeling is these guys coming back from the time off, uh, there's going to be a real practice on Thursday. You don't get a lot of those. But then it's a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. So I could see Eric Spolstra slow playing that part of the deal, working people in because, boom, you go into a back-to-back. And I got to tell you, at first I thought, okay, you're playing in Milwaukee after the All-Star break, kick that to the curb, deal with the L, make sure you win Charlotte on Saturday. But now that we know Giannis Antetokounmpo is out, this is a golden opportunity for you to get well, a couple they're 2-0 of- against. They're 2-0 without Giannis. Well, they, they are, right. So, I mean, you, t- you take what you can get. And you saw when Giannis came back and played in the other game in Milwaukee, completely different team. You got to take what you can get because, as I wrote in the Sun Sentinel in today's paper, it is so tenuous trying to get out of number seven and out of that play-in. And again, I'm not as concerned that he'll miss the playoffs if they go to the play-in. I think they can win one of two games against Atlanta or Toronto. But big O, if you finish seven or eight, get those seven or eight seeds, you're playing Milwaukee or Boston and you're toast and you're done. You can go to your chat board all you want. You can find the most optimistic Heat fan you want. Anyone with any Heat common sense is not going to pick the Heat in the seven-game series over the Celtics, is not going to pick the Heat in the seven-game series over the Bucks. but they might against Brooklyn. They might against Cleveland. They might even against Philadelphia because of what we've seen of Harden in the playoffs. You've got to get a top-six playoff seed. You've got to give Eric Spolstra a full week to game plan against someone instead of a play-in game on Tuesday, a play-in game on Thursday, boom, Saturday, you have to be in the playoffs. Then it just becomes uh, a whole helter-skelter and a wasted season. All right. Um, no surprise, and I'm so uh, to me it made zero sense, but uh, no surprise Russell Westbrook stayed in L.A. He's from there. That was kind of the team that everybody thought he was really going to go to. I know some Heat fans wanted him here. I did not want another inefficient two-point player that just does not really help what you're doing. Love makes sense. It helps you in rebounding. It helps you stretch the floor from the three-point range. Might open it up a little bit for the cutters like a Jimmy Butler, those kind of things, because he is a good passer. All of that made so much sense. You know what I mean? Russell Westbrook, to me, made no sense whatsoever. So your thoughts on that one? Yeah, again, you know, it's just a matter of the Heat need a fishing offense, just not a guy who's going to chuck up a lot of shots when those shots should go to Bam, should go to Jimmy Butler, should go to exactly. Tyler Hero. But again, we spoke of landing spots. It makes sense for Westbrook. Same same arena, one step down in the locker room, kids in the same school, boom. Patrick Beverly, a Chicago product. He goes back to Chicago, makes sense. You get guys who are going to Phoenix because Terrence Ross because they're a better team. It makes sense. Guys going to Denver because they have a chance to succeed in the playoffs. Makes sense. You have to understand there's one thing that's very interesting to play here. The Heat has retained enough room to sign one more player. They don't have a roster spot. But 
if Cody Zeller doesn't work out or if Omer Yurtsevin does work out, they can still cut Cody Zeller and bring in yet another player, provided that player was cut by March 1st. Today, Chicago is going to have to cut a player. I thought it might be Goran Dragic, and I would have been interested. Instead, it's going to be Tony Bradley, their center. But what I'm thinking the Heat did with Zeller is they said, hey, we're going to give you three weeks to compete with Omar Yurtsevin. If he beats you out, we're going to go ahead, maybe then add a guard, because then they can also give Kyle Lowry a good citizen sort of tryout. Can you deal with maybe being a backup, playing limited minutes? pushing yourself a little more. So I don't think this is fully written right now how the Heat's final playoff roster will look like. That's what Andy Ellisberg did. He retained flexibility in the deal of Deadman in creating the salary cap space and still having space for one more addition need be. So we might still be talking that down the road in another accurate Pembroke Pines report. Are you surprised the team that they're playing uh, on Friday, the Milwaukee Bucks, signed a former Miami Heat player that was in a lot of hot water. No, because I think this is the league of second chances. This is a guy who has done everything right. It's it's the it's the nitwit who says something wrong and stands by it that right. you're concerned about. Uh, you know what? You can make an <laughs> argument that Myers Leonard has gone above and beyond that he realized what he said was so distasteful so poorly constructed, he went out in the community and did something about it. I'm not so sure, no offense to you, Big O, or myself, that either of us right now have a better record of public service over the last two years than Myers Leonard. He has committed himself to righting a wrong. That's all I want. I don't mind. We all make mistakes. It's how you come out of that mistake. It's how you're apologetic. True. Not so, this was not the agent writing this statement where you read it on the Big O Show and you go, that doesn't sound like that guy's voice. That sounds like an agent and a PR specialist saying it. Myers is a different cat. Myers' problem was this. He talks too much. You've, you've, you've been around Myers. You ask him a, a six-word sentence you know, question, and he's talking your ear off for 20 minutes. It's just the kind of guy he is, and we all know, because you've been in the radio business so long, you talk too long, you get yourself in trouble. That's what right. Myers did. This is a 10-day. This is a tryout. This is a decency thing. It also might be a thing where a team wants to make good to his agent. Hey, we'll do you a, 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 you know, a positive. We'll do you a favor here. We'll see how it works out. I have no issue with Myers Leonard after all he did getting another shot in the league and how interesting that his first game back could be against the Heat, especially now with Giannis out. Ho-hum the dunk contest has become, but here comes Mac McClung. Yeah. Uh, that was that was uh that was fun because we love the underdog. That's that's what we love as Americans. We we fall in love with the underdog all the time. And McClung was that that story that everybody got behind because he's the G League guy. He's not really the NBA guy. And I gotta tell you, I gotta say, I, I didn't watch really. I I I, I think. I thank YouTube because they just condense it for you. Right. And so you get to watch all 10 minutes of the entire competition and I'm in, I'm out. And I found out about, and the guy that was competing with him at the end was basically doing dunks. We'd already had seen and actually seen other people. In fact, the one he did baseline, the Tomahawk, it, uh, the, 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 the Zach Levine kid did a much yeah. better one a couple of been, years been ago. Been there, seen it, was, it, done it. It yeah. was a, right. It was a reverse, uh, um, 
tomahawk, which was even harder by the one that Levine did. So to me, it was like, but this kid did some stuff that was pretty, you know, original a little and bit. And it. again, his hops were yes. out of this world. And that's what, what I want to get to is he did it as a 6-2 guard. Think about the real moments of the dunk contest. Spud Webb, Web. Nate Robinson, the undersized guy. It's not a big deal for a 6'10 guy to dunk. It's what they do. It's who they are. It's this. Yeah. It's the undersized. I almost think like in that old, I think it was the WBL basketball league. You had to be 6'5 and under to play. The dunk contest should be left to the small guys. Maybe do it this way. 6'5 and under for the dunk contest. Uh, six ten and taller for the three point contest. Get guys out of their comfort zone to make it interesting. That's why Matt McClung, as much as being an unknown and a G League player, you can relate to the six two guy who actually had to jump high and get off the ground versus the six ten guy. God bless Dwight Howard and the eleven foot rim and what he did. Right. But he's a seven footer. You know he lives up there. He dunks for a living. That's what I thought made it. Yeah, I think he saved the dunk contest. God bless the NBA for finding that kind of talent but you're just never going to see the stars in it. There's very little for them to gain. And for a lot of players, it's doing it in transition during a game at game speed that makes it so thrilling, not standing there and getting props and setting it up. It's become a tired contest. I think the NBA realizes that at least for one year, they were able to save it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it was a great little hook to allow a, a, a G league player yes. in it. And, and and listen, we all know the and ones and we all know the the Drew League guys and all that kind of we all know that there are actually some amazing dunkers that aren't sure. necessarily NBA players. And Absolutely. I think the NBA yeah. says they kind of realized that and said, hey, man, if we got somebody in our G League, this is good to promote our G League sure. Two, we we expand the whole thing. And you just never know what you'll find. And there you go. You ended up finding yourself, you know, a little nugget in the in the whole McClung story because it just becomes that that whole Cinderella story that everybody can can get behind. All right. What do you got going on for the next couple of days in the uh, Sun Sentinel while we await Friday? Jesus Christ. Got to wait. Well, I, I spoke to the guys and, and Eric Spolster and he said the one thing he likes is. After the All-Star break, it's a sprint to the finish. You can't play around anymore. It's 23 games. you got to make a difference. It used to be the All-Star break came earlier in the season. You can meander your way back. These are desperate times for the Heat. And I'm curious, Big O, with this back-to-back -back coming up on Friday, Milwaukee, Saturday, and Charlotte, whether the Heat sit players or realize their desperation. So I wrote a story about how the players look at it. I spoke to an NBA scout. I'm going to post this story a little bit later today about what he thought about the Kevin Love and the Cody Zeller signings. And I'll preview it a little. And he basically said, look, they're not taking anyone's place. They're taking Dwayne Dedman's place. All they have to do is compliment. If they do that, the Heat will get better. So he said, you know what? It's not a bad signing. We have to wait to see if it's a good signing. So you'll have your scout's eye view there. And I wrote him, I asked Ira today just a little bit also about whether the Heat can hide Kevin Love in their zone defense. Like you mentioned on our Accurate Pembroke Pines report, Eric Spolstra, if nothing else, will maximize a player's possibilities. And I am sure Eric Spolstra through All-Star break had that little folder. I will do this with Kevin Love. I can't do this with Kevin Love. How can I make it work the best? You know what? When you get a guy with an All-Star pedigree who knows what it takes to win, that puts you a little ahead of, ahead of the curve. Look, the Heat signing a 34-year-old guy, that's what they do. They're not trying to rebuild Kevin Love's career. They're trying to get 23 games the rest of this season and some playoff time. They'll worry about everything else down the road. Uh, they should just double uh, Spoh's salary. That's all I know because that guy, that guy 
covers up for a lot of the mistakes that that, that front office has made over the last few years. Absolutely. Uh, I just, uh, I think he's just a, an absolute MVP, man. That guy is uh, an amazing coach. He really is. All right. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heat Beat. Catch his amazing work there at the South Florida Sun Center. Do what I do, man. Subscribe, support Ira and all the exceptional riders there at the South Florida Sun Center. Ira, thank you. We will see you tomorrow for the RedRecovered.com Inside the Paint Show. show, 9 a.m. with Kurt Heelan. We'll go through all the moves around the NBA, get you fully reset for the second half or the resumption of the season. Thank you, Big O. Thank you, Ira. Appreciate you as always. There you go. And, of course, get on down to 15601 Pines Boulevard just off of I-75 in Pines and check out the finest dealership in the business. Check out the fleet of certified pre-owned vehicles and, of course, a lot that is full of all kinds of new models. Yes, sir. Every color, every model out there. If they don't have it, they can order it for you and get it in there. Great selection, always one of the best selections, and the number one volume sales dealership in the USA, baby. That is Craig Zins, Acura of Pembroke Pines. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right, all right. Um, Charlotte isn't a given, says Man of a Thousand. Nothing's a given for this Heat team. They're not, they're not a great team or anything like that, dude. They, they are not reliable. They're not. You know, Bam's reliable. Jimmy's reliable. But the team's not reliable. So, you know, that's um, they've lost to Charlotte. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, Mr. Spock McClung has, had some nice dunks. He did. He did. You got to give the kid uh, a lot of credit. Uh, with the way the Heat have been playing this year, there's no easy W on the schedule. Hopefully, the latest acquisitions will help. It'll balance it out. I don't think it really makes much of a difference, to be quite honest. I don't think you're winning, uh, uh, you know, a few extra games because of what you just acquired. I just think you're you're a, a slightly better team with more balance, but overall, you're not cutting any gap between you and the teams that are at the top of the of the conference. Jay says, Orlando, I sent you McClung's highlight video from last year months ago. Uh, I really wish the Heat had signed him. Jay, I don't even know if he's still a good basketball player. You know what I mean? I know he's a dunker, but I don't even know if he's really a good basketball player. I'd have to see him over a few weeks to see if he can actually, like, play the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, Harold Miner was explosive and could dunk and was ferocious going to the rim. But as a basketball player, he wasn't anything out of this world. I'd rather have Bimbo Coles. Okay? And and not that Bimbo was a bad player. It's just Bimbo was a basketball player. Okay? Maybe not the most efficient offensive player, but uh, he was a basketball player. Handled the ball well, distributed, played good defense. You know, that's where he excelled. Offensive game was, eh, you know, wasn't great ever, but it was serviceable. But Harold Miner couldn't do anything good except dunk. 
So I, I don't know. I'd have to watch McClung, not highlights. I'd have to literally watch him play the game of basketball and see if he can. You know, it's uh, I was having this discussion with somebody else about about Westbrook, why I didn't want him here. Because I don't think he's a very good, you know, he's not very efficient. And to me, that makes you less of a basketball player if you're not efficient. And if you're just running around with a chicken with your head cut off and you're shooting 80 times so you can score 20 points, that does nothing for me, dude. You're shooting, you know, 35% from the field or something. That does nothing for me. So not from three-point range. I'm talking about from the field. I, I think he's like 40 or something. It's terrible. No. No. So that's that's where I, I need to see more of McClung, the basketball player, not the highlight reel. And that's where I, that's what I don't know. He might be a decent basketball player. I have zero clue. I have to literally watch him play basketball, and I've never done that. So I have to plead ignorant there on that part. But if he's anything like Harold Miner, I want nothing to do with him at all. If he's just, you know, Kenny Skywalker, I want nothing to do with him. You know what I'm saying? We've seen these kind of players in the history of the game, and they don't last because they're Sylvester Gray. Boy, I lost about 99.9999% of you with that one. Anyway, um, I agree, Big O. Too many bad contracts from the past are hurting with uh, trading assets. Yeah, no, the, you know, it's, it's, again, not saying Riley should step down. I'm not saying Riley should fire himself. I'm not saying he should retire. I'm not saying the game has passed him by. All I'm saying is Riley and Arison have had a week last few years. They have not been very good at their job. They've been decent at their job, not good, not in certainly not great. They haven't even been good. Okay? Too many shit contracts, too many bad deals in the last 8-9 years. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, if it's not for Eric Spolstra, they, they they would actually be getting a hell of a lot more heat. Okay? Eric Spolstra makes you look better than what you really are as a player, as a team, and as a front office. Okay? Eric Spolstra is the real MVP the last few years of, of this franchise. The true MVP. Um, what else do we have? Orlando, you said earlier Lamar misses more games than Tua. I challenge you to explain when Tua has never played any season start to finish and Lamar has only missed games the last two years. Well, then he's missed more games the last two years. The, the, the injuries are building up, Nelson. The hits are building up, my brother. That's what's happening. This is year four and five of taking a pounding. What do you think? You think he's going to stay healthier from here on out? He's a running quarterback, which means you take on punishment. I, I Nelson, I, dude, I can't explain common sense to you. I'm sorry. I can't explain common sense. If you don't see it, I can't help you. That's all. All right? And you know what I saw? I saw Tua come back on him down 21 points at his house. <laughs> 
I saw Tua come off the bench with shit offense and beat him at home the year before. I don't know what you're watching. I know what I'm watching. Okay? I know Tua is a hundred times better than he is as a quarterback. Not an athlete, not a runner, a quarterback. A thousand times better. Okay? Not sure what you're watching, but I'm watching a guy that is increasing the punishment and his body is taking more and more hits. And that's what's building up just like it did with Cam. The only problem is with Cam, he was built like Adonis so he can take more of a pounding, but Lamar cannot. And the body is now wearing out and it's only going to get worse. And it's, and, and at one point or another, he will get Haloti nodded. It happens. It happened to RG three early in his career and Shanahan ended his career when he knew the kid was hobbled and left him out there to take more of a pounding. And he never came back from that knee injury ever again. Eventually I don't wish it on Lamar, but I've been talking about this from the first day he came into the NFL. You, you will not last playing that kind of game. And Nelson, if you think he's going to play that game in year eight and nine and 10 and 12 of his career, you have zero clue what the hell you're talking about. And that's the other part that a bunch of you out there that talk Lamar Jackson, my God, you look stupid. You think he's going to be running like this in years eight and nine and 10, 11, 12, 13. You think he's going to play for 15 years running? Que clase come mierda son ustedes. Holy crap. Like, you got to be dumb as bricks to think you can play like that for a full for a full career in the NFL. Cam Newton couldn't last. And that dude had a body and a half. And they broke him in half. Okay? I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the hell you're watching, Nelson. I'm not exactly sure what a lot of you out there are thinking about with Lamar Jackson long-term, but you have no clue what the hell you're talking about. It's coming. It's happening. It's developing already. And the next, I've already said this many times, haven't I? I can't wait to see who's the dumbass that gives him the big contract because he's going to break down over and over again in that big contract. But he's going to get his money because somebody's going to be stupid enough to give him that money. Not sure what you guys are watching, Nelson and others out there. Not sure. Not sure. But <laughs> you go ahead and keep thinking that he's going to end up running for the, his whole career because he can't learn how to pass. <laughs> Oh, man. Red Skelton. I thought you were dead, but yeah, he's still here in the chat board. It has not been a long-term plan, and teams who hitch their wagons to that style are fooling themselves. Of course they are. The front office for the Heat is lucky that they were able to steal Jimmy in 2019. Besides that, there hasn't been a key free agent sign since the big three. And remember, let's be honest now. Let's be honest now. Jimmy didn't have a lot of options. It's not like a ton of teams are lined up for him. Okay? Doesn't he doesn't fit most teams. 
So it was kind of a marriage, but it ended up becoming an ugly marriage because he gave you Kyle Lowry. You know what I mean? It, it's like, it's like Jimmy Johnson. Like I, you know, the love affair with Jimmy here locally, I think is the most overrated thing I have ever seen in my life. Okay. He did a nice job at UM. And I say nice because he choked away the, the Sugar Bowl with Tennessee. And then what he allowed Vinny Testover to continue to choke away the Fiesta Bowl was pathetic. But he got one championship. He should have gotten more. Should have done better. And he didn't. Okay. And then with the Dolphins, he destroyed the offense, ruined Marino's career at the end. And 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 set the stage for Marino to have an embarrassing finish. And yeah, he got the defense, but dude, then he gave us Wanstead. The hell out of here. Get out of my face, bro. The hell out of here. Come on, man. You know, it just these kind of things that happen in life, it just some it's just why so overrated it's not even funny dude freaking leave me with wants that and so yeah you get jimmy and he gives you all these good moments and then he says oh let's sign kyle lowry i need kyle lowry here my best friend the godfather to my daughter this and that Let's forget about that he's 33 and it's a shit contract and you're overpaying. No, but the heat hook, line, and sinker fell for that shit. So, you know, after, you know, it, it's kind of like I love Butler. I love watching him. I love how he plays. But, dude, you gave me Kyle Lowry. You kind of screwed up what you've done here now because you set the entire franchise back. You set yourself back. You set the franchise back. Now we got to put up with Kyle Lousy. Get the hell out of my face. Hour number two, we'll go over Fangio's comments right here on the Big O Radio Show. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. 
I'm breathing into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slogans, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com. Welcome to Red Light Therapy. A revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. When it comes to South Florida sports teams, very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O. At hour number two of the program, thank you all for tuning in and supporting the show. Always appreciate that. All right, what else do we have going on? You know what we love to do? We love to going over our Cutter's Edge Pro.com MVP of the night. Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. CuttersEdgePro.com Here's our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night. 
to tell you something. You know who's my MVP? Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is my MVP. All right. Now, this Cutter's Edge stuff, you know, it's they're your MVP when they come to your home or your business, your condominium complex, and they completely change it. You know what I'm saying? But when I say MVP of the night, sometimes it's a game, but sometimes it's just about anything in sports or even life or something like that when you're making an MVP-like move. And the fact that this came out yesterday from the press conference, I told you the Fangio press conference really wasn't going to say anything earth-shattering, which there really wasn't anything earth-shattering. But the part that I found very intriguing is that Fangio and McDaniel barely even know each other. They really have no relationship. They just kind of know people mutually. They've had a conversation here or there in passing, but they really did. Even last week when he got to town, McDaniel was on vacation. Okay. All right. So for me, the fact that this dude has enough juice to bring a guy like Fangio over without a relationship, we're talking about a league that all they do is hire their buddies. I mean, if there's something that's really bad about the NFL is that bad coaches last way too long in the NFL and they get way too many breaks. And that's because they know one friend and they know another friend and another friend and all that. And I've seen the Tony Wises of the world and other types of dudes that just get extra opportunities when they don't deserve those kind of opportunities. And so it's just one of those deals that this league is littered with all of that. And that's usually what ends up happening. You usually bring the people that you know, right? The offensive line coach that they added recently, that was a guy he knew from, you know, when he crossed over with them in San Francisco, these two had never worked together. These two don't really even know each other. But it tells you that Fangio knows people that know him. And then those people know what he knows. And one of the things that he did talk about is that he clearly has a terrific offensive mind. So Fangio took the job strictly out of the respect for his IQ as a football coach. That's pretty good. That's that's impressive, okay? Th that, I got to say, you're, you're talking about a young guy that we have not seen this from. We didn't see it from an older guy in Joe Philbin. We couldn't see it from a, a, a Cam Cameron who had to inherit some coaches. Um, we could not, we did not see this from Flo. You know what I'm saying? It, it, this is a challenge. Adam Gase, this is a challenge for young coaches to be able to build a staff. And you knew last year when he got here, okay, well, dude, he can build an offensive staff. He should. That's his forte. But you got to fix the defense. You got to fix the special teams. You eventually got to find. And everybody tagged Fangio with him, yet they never had a real relationship outside of having the same agent and knowing a couple of people that they both know. So either out of pure reputation, out of seeing what happened last year, which was pretty good last year. I know it didn't end well here, but overall, I, 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 I feel better about the Dolphins than I have in the last 20 years. I really do. 
I, I don't get too clouded by a lot of the bad luck that happened this year because I truly feel that's what really happened to the Dolphins more than anything was bad luck and then obviously game day decisions by Mike have to improve. But man, do I respect the hell out of the fact that McDaniel did really had no relationship with this guy. They really don't even know each other. They're going to get to know each other now. And the fact Fangio was willing to come here strictly on reputation and from what he's heard, that to me is MVP. And like I told you a couple of weeks ago when they hired Fangio, that now if Danny Crossman works out, which I hope he does, okay, he didn't have a good year last year, but maybe they think a lot of his players had to play defense and it put him at a disadvantage. They didn't give him a returner. Maybe they think the, the kicking, the kicker being a little shaky was not really his fault. It's just kickers being kickers, whatever. I hope it works out for Crossman, and I hope he has a good year next year because I'm a Dolphins fan. But if he doesn't, and you've got something good going on on offense, and Fangio has fixed the defense, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to recruit a, a special teams coach. And if you continue to have success, you're going to have that same kind of swag that McDaniel has developed when a very, very good defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio says, hell yeah, I will join Miami and their staff. Mike McDaniel, just like Cutter's Edge Pro, when you go on to their Instagram page, when you go on to their website, you will find out why they are the MVP. And when you have them redo your home, not only will your home go up in value, but you're also your neighbors are going to stop by and say, wow, that's a hell of a job, man. Who did that? Who did that? Because that's what I get all the time. Who did that? Cutter's Edge Pro. Cutter's Edge Pro. Mike McDaniel our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night. The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com. Providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year. I appreciate all of you out there as always. Don't forget to keep uh, hitting that like button. Hit the notification bell. Uh, right after this show, we will have a crypto show. So we will stop this show, end it, and then a couple minutes later, we will start the crypto show. So uh, you guys can stick around and join us for a little crypto talk uh, right after the show. Have a little fun. Manny Navarro, by the way, will be joining us in this in this hour at 1130 at noon. Alan Poupart will join us and we'll get his thoughts on what he saw yesterday from the press conference since he was there covering the Fangio press conference. What else do we have going on? Clippers get uh, Russell Westbrook. Bucks signed Leonard Myers to a 10 day contract. Patrick Beverly goes to the Chicago Bulls. Miami Heat yesterday ends up uh, signing Cody Zeller. So you got all of that going on uh, yesterday. Canes also moved up to number 13 in the AP rankings, number 11 in the USA Today poll. Tonight at 7, they take on uh, Vatek. 
Votek is favored by two and a half. The over and under is 154. UM is plus 120 on the money line and minus 140 for Votek. I am taking the two and a half points and I'm taking the money line. Canes are going to win this. Okay. C. Dola, uh, I, um, I like the Trezor Model T for a cold storage wallet. Plus, you can also sign on to Exodus, which is free. That's like a warm wallet, and you can sync both together. So that way you can purchase stuff and move it right over into your cold wallet. Plus, while it's in your cold wallet, you can stake your ADA. You can stake Algorand on on uh, on um, Exodus while it's in your cold storage. So I uh, like the Trezor Model T. Okay, that's the one I would get. It has more coins. The other model is a little cheaper, but it has lesser coins that you can move in there. The Model T has more, way more coins, so you're better off getting the Model T. Okay. Uh, what else do we have? If Tua would have played with bruised ribs this season with Flores, Tua may have been broken in half. Yeah, I know. He only played with cracked ribs last year and a, and a cracked finger. And he threw a 50-yard pass that he completed to um, to him. But, uh, I mean, he he only beat the Baltimore Ravens with a fractured finger and broken ribs and Lamar Jackson. And they held him out the week before. And the idiot would have held him out to that game if he if, if Jabroni Brisket doesn't get banged up in that game. And then he finally says, no, Jabroni, you got to stay here. Um I think I got to play this guy. I, I didn't know it, but he's actually better than you. So, yeah. There we go. So it doesn't matter. It's all good in the hood. Um, let's see. What else? Nelson says, so what? He's never lasted an entire year from beginning to end here. Alabama, St. Louis High School, whatever. What does that tell you? Well, uh, Nelson, you know what it tells you, bro? You probably shouldn't watch the Dolphins anymore. I mean, I, I don't understand any of you out there. Understand this, Nelson, okay? They're not changing quarterbacks, dude. I'm not sure what you're doing, dumbass, but they're not changing quarterbacks. So what are you complaining about? You're complaining for nothing. All of you idiots complaining about Tua, you're complaining for nothing. You're morons. Tua is the quarterback. Deal with it or, bro, get lost. That's all. Get lost. Because complaining and whining about something that's not going to change, no matter what, is useless. Lamar Jackson's not coming. Neither is Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. None of them are coming. Tua Tungavailoa is your quarterback. Moving forward, period, end of story. If he gets injured again, then that'll be the end of him probably. But they are moving forward with him. And that's it. So talking about other quarterbacks is stupidity and ignorance. Because it's not happening. So Nelson, anybody else out there that wants to, you know, complain about it, you're wasting your time and you're wasting everybody else's time on the chat board and on this show. 
So go somewhere else where you can bitch and complain with other people that don't, that want to change something that isn't changing. Okay. Pretty simple. I mean, it's just like, it's just stupid, dude. It's ridiculous. It's asinine. Wake the hell up already. And if you don't like it, bro, then tune out. Don't watch the show. Don't watch the Dolphins. Don't care about the Dolphins. Don't watch the draft. Don't watch free agency. Tua is the quarterback. That's all. Now, if Tua stays healthy and they kick ass, I don't want to hear from you either. Okay? So if Tua's kicking ass and playing well in the playoffs, Nelson, I don't want to hear shit from you. Ever. Nothing. I don't want to hear that you love the Dolphins. I don't want to hear that you're on the Tua bandwagon. I don't want to hear any of that. Okay? Because you can't have it both ways. So you can either continue to complain about something that is never going to happen, no matter what. Brian Diaz, Big O, going to see Greta Van Fleet in March. Your thoughts on how they sound live? Exceptional. Exceptional. You'll love it. I've seen them like nine times live already. So, yes. Um, so, uh, it, it's there's no comparisons, Frankie. There's nothing to talk about. Who gives a shit about Lamar? That's not your quarterback. Two is the quarterback. That's it. You're not trading. You're not trading for Lamar. You're not signing Lamar. Lamar's not the Dolphins' quarterback. Nothing. And yes, all he does is complain about Tua. I'm just not sure what the hell is wrong with some of you out there. That's your quarterback, whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, bro, then don't watch the Dolphins. Then don't give a shit about them. Get, leave. That's it. You don't like Tua, right? You've given up on Tua. He can't stay healthy. He can't do this. He can't do that. Okay, fine, dude. It's over. Move on. Pretty simple. Jeffrey Loria was here. I moved on from the Marlins. I was done. I didn't go back and complain about, oh, we should change this. out. No, I just tuned out the Marlins. I'm done. I'll watch Fernandez pitch every five days, and then that's it. I don't really care. I'm not going to talk about it. Didn't talk about it on the show for years. I eliminated the Marlins from my show open. So for those of you that are, you know, if you're so dead set on, on disliking Tua and wanting to replace him like I dislike Loria, well, do what I did. I eliminated the Marlins. Ask anybody that followed the show. There was no Marlins talk for several years. On this show, several years, no Marlins talk. I don't need it. I don't need Marlins talk to survive. Nobody needs Marlins talk to survive. They don't need an article in the paper. They don't need anything. The Marlins bring nothing to the table. So it's pretty simple, dude. Get off it already. Nothing's changing. The guy's going to be your quarterback. And if you don't like it, then you don't like the Dolphins. Then move on already. That's it.
if the Bills don't win a Super Bowl in the next five years, this Josh Allen era would have been a failure and they would have been forced to start over again with a new QB. Josh won't make it past age 32. Well, he definitely won't make it past that age if he continues to run the way he's running and wants to try to run people over. That That's not going to end well. I told you, they broke Cam Newton in half. <laughs> you know, Cam Newton's Cam Newton didn't have accuracy and then they shot it. Then, they, then his shoulder was shot. Think about that. Uh, Lamar is just an injury prone as Tua, yet you really hear you 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 rarely hear that mentioned. I know, well, whatever. Uh, ongoing headache with the Tua haters. If the Dolphins sign and bring Chad Henney out of retirement, I will cheer him on because he wears the aqua and orange. Wish him well and let Tua and Tua let it fly. Anthony Pereira says, Big O, you are a class act, period. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Too kind. Emilio says, there seems to be a larger percentage of subscribers under the age of 30, and they have zero patience, the kind of patience we older fans have built up over the years of mediocrity. Just hurry up and wait. Oh, man. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, Randall Cunningham, Vic, et cetera, shortened careers. Yeah, but some of those guys, uh, you know, Josh Allen's better than all of those guys. I'll get, I won't put Josh Allen in the same uh, category as Randall or Vic or Cam or Lamar. He's way better than those guys. The, the, the thing that's going to ruin Josh Allen is that he runs too much. Even the, even the general manager, was saying it too that he doesn't want him running and taking those hits because it's plain stupid you know let me tell you something i liked about the fangio press conference again nothing earth shattering from this press conference but i figure i I'd, i'd try to get some stuff out of it that i think will make you feel good as a dolphins fan and for those of you that are dolphins slash canes fans you're going to relate with me here on this one Yesterday, Fangio was asked about, you know, the players on on defense, and he said, I'm going to tailor the scheme to the players' talents. And when I heard that, that made me giddy. That excited me. And why did it excite me? Because that's what a real coach does. I see it with Spo all the time. Oh, I got this kind of team. Okay, I'm going to run this kind of offense. I got this kind of team. Okay, then I'm going to run this kind of offense. Okay, I got this kind of team. I'm going to run that kind of offense, right? Because what you run with the big three is different than what you run with the big scrubs when you went 31 and 10, just like what you're running now with a whole bunch of two-point players in a three-point in a three-point world. So you end up running all kinds of offenses uh, if you're SPO and you're adjusting to what your talent is is right you got a bunch of three-point shooters you can allow them to shoot a bunch of threes you don't then you've got to draw some stuff up where you're more around the paint attacking the glass those kind of things right it, it all changes it's different kinds of offenses and you've got to change so let me ask you something Kings fans how did josh gaddis do last year remember what we talked about all year right remember how pissed i was at josh gaddis that he inherited a spread offense and immediately he did the Jimmy Johnson boneheaded shit 
another reason why Jimmy Johnson's so freaking overrated. He got to the Dolphins and he thought he could run the Dallas offense without the Dallas line or the Dallas running back. Josh Gaddis got here and thought he could go run the power running scheme when he didn't have that kind of an offensive line. All right. Didn't really have that kind of a run game. And then his quarterback is a guy that actually excels at spread. So let's run no spread. Let's not help our quarterback. Let's hurt our quarterback. And then he forcibly, as the year went on, had to then add more elements of spread, which shows you that Josh Gaddis is not a very good coach. And that was the beauty of Shula. Not to sound like an old man, but I just did it with, with Spo, right? I, 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 I see it with Larinaga. He has different kinds of teams, too, and he adjusts to what he has. I saw it with Shula, whether he had Greasy, Zonka, Kick, and Morris, or whether he had Woodstrock, where he had a running quarterback and a passing quarterback, and he had to kind of mix the two, or he had Dan Marino. Three completely different types of offenses and teams. That's what a great coach does. He adjusts to whatever he has out there on the on the court, the field, the ice, you name it. And when Fangio said, I am going to cater it to my guys, I love it. Because when you inherit a team or you take over a new business, everything's not in place for you, right? You walk in, you're the new general manager of this shopping center or whatever, and you may not have the right security people. You may not have the right inventory people. You may not have the right whatever companies that are maintenance and this and that. And so it's going to take you a little while to kind of maybe fix things and get them up to par the way you like to do things, right? So you you take over a new team. Well, you know, this is my base offense that I like to run, but you know what? My personnel right now does not fit that. So I'm going to have to adjust a little bit to my personnel. I'm going to have to adjust to some of the contracts that I've inherited. Some I may not be able to get rid of right away. I may need a year or two to kind of flush that contract out and bring somebody else that fits more of what I like to do. But meanwhile, while I have this player, I have to play this kind of game. And to me, I thought that was a beautiful thing that he said right there, because I, I think that that's imperative in, in, in every coach at every level, because teams will change from year to year. You just, like last year, they, the heat was deadly from three point range. Now they're absurdly terrible from three-point range. You know what I'm saying? So the coach has to adjust to what he has now, right? Worst scoring team, one of the better top 10 defenses in the NBA. So you're still playing defense because you have to play defense because you can't score. So you've got to make sure you got to play the best defense possible that you can play so it can keep you in the game because your offense can't keep you in the game. It can't carry you. You got to adjust. And that's what Spo does magnificently every single year, every half year, because he gets injuries and then he has to change things mid mid season or whatever. And that's where I got to tell you that I, I, I love what Fangio said yesterday on that, because I think that that is something 
very, very important. All righty. Uh, do want to rem remind you, Welton Rayom, baby. We love talking about Dan and Jeff. They know how to get it done. They've been doing it for years. And Welton Rayom is in Hollywood. And we saw it firsthand. They took on Progressive and they brought them to their knees. And Progressive was offering us a fifth of what we got from them. Okay. And these guys knew that right away we were getting abused. And that's the problem. When you have uh, homeowner property damage or condo damage or business owner claims or commercial litigation or personal injury, do not call the insurance company first. You call the lawyers. You call Welton Rayom. They have their own adjusters because these adjusters are working for you. The other adjusters that work for the insurance companies, they're working for the insurance companies, dude. Don't let them kid you. 954-966-4646. They want to make those, those insurance companies happy. So they don't give a crap about you. They don't know you, man. Welton Rayom's fighting for you and fighting those insurance companies. 954-966-4646. By the way, if you've also got um, criminal defense or bankruptcy issues, Welt and Rayom can take care of you anywhere in South Florida, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. You can call them for a free consultation. You don't even have to go there. Okay? Hell, you may not even have to go there until you go pick up the check. 954-966-4646. By the way, we also have an office in the Keys. So our friends in Monroe County, if you've got some issues there, before you call the insurance company, please save this on your cell phone. 954-966-4646 for Welt and Realm. Alan Pupart is next. Oh, I'm sorry. Manny Navarro is next. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media group, Inc. ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on a Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? Can't complain, my brother. Can't complain at all. Uh, just uh, seeing uh, what the world is doing. Uh, we got uh, the Canes tonight at Vatech. By the way, I love the Canes today. Plus two and a half. How is Vatech? How is Vatech favored by two and a half? When Miami, like I, I was looking at, they're six and ten in the ACC. Miami's thirteen and four. Yeah, I, I just think it's one of those things where that Miami just doesn't get a lot of respect from uh, from Vegas or anywhere else. Nobody really, I think, believes in them, even though they're twenty two and five and having a great year. It's the weirdest thing, dude. I, yeah. I, and they and they play well on the road too. So I'm like, I get it. Vatek's got a decent home record, but. I kind of like Miami in this one. I'm taking I'm taking them in the money line. They're plus 120, and I'm taking them today plus two and a half 
uh, on the uh, on the line overall, man. I'm, I'm I'm on the Kane side on this one, dude. Man, I like it. All right, uh, walk us through, bro. What's the latest with the two assistant coaches? They still need to hire. Well, I mean, obviously, it's been a, it's been several weeks now, and uh, you'd imagine that they'd be somewhere closer uh, to getting it done. Uh, last night, I was hearing maybe that there was some some issues with a buyout uh, regarding Tim Harris Jr. at UCF. Uh, you know, Tim Harris, of course, uh, has really strong Miami ties. I mentioned him to you uh, last Friday as a, as a guy potentially as a running backs coach. Um, so that might be what's delaying it. I know uh, Telly Lockett's uh, people put out a statement. Uh, yesterday, I think, saying that uh, he's staying at Marshall. I don't know that Telly was ever really offered the job uh, as running backs coach, but I certainly think that, uh, you know, Mario's talked to a lot of people, and, and it's what he likes to do. We've told you guys many, many times there will be a lot of guys oh, he has that, conversations with. The thing with. is, they got it confused that Mario's on the telly. <laughs> right, that's, that's what it was. That's what telly, it was. Calling people yeah. all over, not, not really hiring Telly. That's kind of what it is. You know, that's that's that's. We'll Correct. I think Mario is, is uh, you know, I think the running back job, you know, at, at one point I thought maybe Jim Mastro, who was with him at Oregon, would be a guy uh, that, that would probably be getting it. But obviously he's gone through uh, the interview process with several others. I don't know if Mastro, who's at Oregon, uh, will eventually come over here and join him in some other capacity. Uh, but, you know, those were the names I heard for running back. And then receiver, you know, Kevin Beard was a name that people threw out there, uh, obviously, with his ties to Miami. Uh, you know, Reggie Wayne. Leonard I, Hank I, still, I still remember Florida was the one game that he played in mm -hmm. his career. Kevin Beard had that one game. It might have been even a half that he right. was, like, freaking dominant in that half. It was the Gators, right? Wasn't it that game? Mm -hmm. Yes. Kevin Beard, was. am I right or am I wrong on that? I believe, was, right? I believe you're accurate. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't he didn't have a stellar career at Miami, but he was solid. He was a solid, uh, solid guy. He wasn't as good as Leonard Hankerson or Reggie no, Wayne. No, 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 no. Or anything but like that. That, but... that day, that day yes. he was at Reed, bro. <laughs> like it's, that day need, he was he showed up that day. They that needed day, they needed him. That day he was Michael Irving. That day he was Bernard Clark, you know, uh, Tiger Clark in the Orange Bowl game. You know, that day up. he was a freaking star, bro. That was that, I, I give him credit. That day, he he stepped up big time. Yeah, so, you know, Mario, uh, I know spring football starts March 4th. Miami fans are antsy. One of the coaches getting in, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you got the coordinators in. So the kids have the playbooks. They're studying what they need to study. Uh, and, and uh, you know, again, one thing I'll tell Miami fans always is spring football, yes, it's an important time um to implement your system and get and get you know a, a sort of accustomed to the new coaches but there's gonna be so many kids that always have surgery after the season that we you know you'll we'll show up the first day of practice and we're all gonna tweet out no oh, such and such kid wasn't out here or such and such kid was in wasn't participating and, and we're gonna find out you know from mario how many guys ended up having surgery and all those kind of things and so, yeah, spring football is important but the reality is it's what the guys put in over the summertime and whether or not they're ready to roll week one Prentice Noland, what can you tell me about Prentice with the shades? <laughs> well, first of all, his middle name really is Air. It's on his birth certificate. Uh, he is a uh, solid four-star commitment, uh, four-star quarterback recruit, rather not a commitment. He's uncommitted. But uh, parents Jordan, parents Jordan fans or something. His his, his his dad was a uh, just a, a really good basketball player in jo in Georgia. 
uh, years ago when I was when you and I were probably still in high school, and uh, he just dressed up like Michael Jordan. He had the calf sleeve. He uh, was skinny like Jordan. Had the bald head. So everybody everybody called him jo- uh, Air uh, Air Jordan. And so Dad said, "All right, one of my six or seven kids, I'm gonna name him. I think it's." seven kids rather i'm gonna name him uh given the middle name air and so uh, he called him prentice um air and and that's his nickname anyway really good quarterback uh one of several that miami is looking at uh he you know most people thought he was going to be coming here on junior day which is march 4th the first the start of camp but he's actually going to be coming on his own on march 23rd to kind of have his own one-on-one time with the coaching staff and everybody else. He's a high pocket or pocket or mobile passer. Uh, well, he's, he, he runs track. He's super fast, but the kid is coached to stay in the pocket. He only ran for 156 yards and six touchdowns last season. So uh left-hander where's number one, just like Tua studies Tua studies uh, Steve Young, Tom Brady, uh, his coach, I don't know if this name will ring a bell for you because I don't know how much Middle Tennessee State football you, you watched back in the day, but his coach is Andrico Hines, who was a quarterback at Middle Tennessee for two years, a, ju- a, a Juco kid out of Georgia uh, who ended up putting up some good numbers at Middle Tennessee for a couple years and, and uh, played a little bit of pro ball, not NFL, but you know lower levels, Canadian and uh, arena and all that other kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, good coach. He he works w- with a bunch of guys at the Cam Newton Foundation, and he, you know, and, and so this kid, Air, uh, you know, one of several quarterbacks that Miami's taking a strong look at, and you know, he's going to visit Clemson on March 11th. He's going to Ohio State on um on the 31st, March 31st. He's going to you know Texas A&M uh, is looking uh is looking at him, even though they already have a quarterback commitment. Arkansas, where Dan Enos is, he he likes Dan Enos because he coached Tua. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a prospect to watch. And and I featured him today for the athletic. Yeah, I saw that. That's why, that's why I asked. Yeah. And since mm-hmm. I saw it, I had to check to make sure that Miami was on the list there. Cause I oh, absolutely. Sure. He, he was, he was in there. He, he, he talked a, a little bit about Shannon Dawson and, and, uh, you know, he really likes him. Uh, Shannon was recruiting him to Houston before. And, uh, you know, he got his first – this kid got his first offer in the eighth grade uh, from UCF's uh, new offensive coordinator, Darren Hinshaw, who was at Kentucky. So he's been on the radar. He's been a varsity starting quarterback since his freshman year. Uh, 55 touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, that's hard to do. <laughs> Only four picks, threw for over 4,000 yards, 73% completion percentage, and he throws the ball deep. He's, he's got a gun. He told me yesterday he throws it about 70. Uh, he tested his arm out last week, threw it about 78 yards downfield. So uh, that's that's a pretty good arm. Okay. All right. What else uh, on the recruiting side should we know, Canes-wise? Anything else brewing? Well, I mean, I think we could see some commitments start to pick up here in, in the weeks ahead. Right now, Miami only has a kicker uh, committed as part of the 2024 class. But, you know, Mario wants these kids to come in uh, on junior day. He wants to see them up close. He wants to see, uh, you know, how how in love with Miami they really are, how much of a part of, of the program do they really want to be. So they're taking their time. Um, but, you know, there's, pl- there's big plans for this class. They want to follow it up. They know that they had a – a uh, a top you know ten ranked recruiting class, but the only way you really make change in terms of your level of talent is by stacking classes on top of one another. So this is very important for him to follow it up to get an elite quarterback in this class. You got to get one every single class, especially with the transfer portal nowadays. You never know who's going to take off and why. And uh, and so um, you know, obviously the transfer portal remains uh, a priority as well. 
looking for some immediate wide receiver help. Um, I think, uh, you know, Gary Bryant Jr., uh, a kid from USC that they that they really like is, is, is remains on, on their radar as a guy that they want to take. Uh, I think they want to add another receiver on top of that. So after spring football, we'll see some more. But as far as the 2024 class, guys like Aaron Oland, um, you know, there's there's a lot of them here in South Florida. Jeremiah Smith, who's the number uh, one ranked receiver in the country. Uh, jo- Josiah Trader, who, who plays with him at Hollywood Chama. Those guys are all top priorities for him. And, uh, you know, I, I think if those guys are ready to commit at any point, they would take commitments from elite players. Um, it's the lower tier guys, you know, the, the, the other ones that are unranked. I, I saw a list of, of, of names. Uh, I've got a list of names of guys that I know that they really like. Uh, and so those guys will be making their way, their way through here once spring practice gets going. And we'll see if, if they, you know, decide to commit. So did you say change? Sick your five dollar ass down before I make change. Okay, want to make sure. All right, uh, what are you working on on the athletics so folks can check you out and subscribe and catch all your exceptional work covering college football and the Canes, of course. Yeah, uh, well, look, there's there's always a lot of off season projects. I, I love the team that I work with over there. We're doing a kind of a fun series which if if you know every power five team there's going to be 69 of them this year because you've got ucf and houston and byu and um who's the other one that's joining the big 12 there's four of them this year i'm forgetting one of them uh cincinnati cincinnati Cincinnati, houston ucf and byu those are the four new quote-unquote power five teams because they'll be joining the big 12 this year uh, while Texas and Oklahoma are still there. So it's going to be a really big conference this year, the Big 12. And, and adding BYU? Yeah, BYU's wow. uh, a big pickup. So 69 Power 5 teams. We're doing sort of a fun project where, uh, you know, we're, we're coming up with recruiting pitches for each school. You know, what would it be and why? What, and, and then we're ranking where we think the recruiting potential is. You know, if, I, I know in our minds we always think, okay, Clemson, uh, you know, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, those are the, the, the four best programs. But who could anybody really creep in on that group? Right. Um, you know, and, and from a recruiting perspective, how dangerous is somebody like Deion Sanders? You know, what what's the potential for his 2024 uh, recruiting class? Uh, we we kind of ranked all 69 uh, power five programs. And, uh, you know, Miami's I, I put Miami in my top uh, 12. Uh, I know other it's like eight other reporters for the athletic who who were in on this project. So that'll be coming out sometime soon. Hopefully Uh, we're working on that. There's there's, you know, just a ton of offseason stuff. Uh, You know, spring footballs around the corner. I got some future stories that I've had interviews I've saved from the last few months. And I said, all right, I'm going to sit down and write this story at some point. So little by little, it's coming together. And and there's always plenty to read at the athletic during the offseason. There is no offseason at the athletic. No, there isn't. There isn't. There isn't any offseason on our show either. So, yes, that's right. So, <laughs> if we work, you work too, damn it, okay? That's right. That's, that's right. It. That's the right. way it works. <laughs> that's the way it works. All right. Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. And you just heard the man. That's why you got to subscribe to The Athletic. So you keep up with everything. Follow him on Twitter. You can also follow any breaking news coming out of the Canes or college football. Manny, as always, appreciate you. We'll catch up on Friday, my friend. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you, sir. There you go. Manny Navarro. Don't forget, 2511 South University Drive in Davie. They've got anything and everything with the Canes logo on it, man. Go see Brett. Go see Jeff. Go see all the great people out there. I think we'll be broadcasting out there in about two weeks when I come back from the uh, Combine. 
maybe we'll be out there uh, maybe on a Friday. We might be out there, actually, since we got five Fridays in this month. So we might be doing a little Friday action over there at Canes Wear. All right. Uh, that is your Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes report. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CS, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Love you guys out there. I love you so much that I'll rip you. And when I rip you, it's because I love you. And uh, and O'Shea, we love you. We love you because you constantly bring in some dumb stuff uh, and you open the door for me to rip you for saying stupid shit. And, um, well, O'Shea brought in a, a new one. And uh, what? where is it here? Let me, let me read word for word, you know, because th- then they say, I didn't say that. Okay, I'm reading what you just said. Uh, Big O, you did the same thing for years with Tannehill, so you shouldn't call people morons who don't believe in the QB. Wait, oh, hold on a second. When was Tannehill the number one rated passer in the NFL? I must have missed that, O'Shea. I must have missed that I ever saw something from Tannehill that actually said franchise quarterback. I must have missed it. See, that's the difference, my brother. You run into one subject into another, and then you tie them together when they have nothing to do with each other. Okay? I'm not believing in Matt Moore. I'm not believing in Ryan Tannehill. I'm not believing in a bunch of the Pat Whites and the John Becks and a whole bunch of them. But I do believe in Tua from day one. From day one, I've believed in Tua. What did I say on draft day, if you remember? You, you can't count on him to stay healthy because he's had injury history. That's where you can't trust him. But the kid can play. So I'm willing. They, they already drafted him. So what am I going to say? I know the kid can play. Now, there are a whole bunch of you, including you, O'Shea, that said he couldn't play. And you were wrong. Okay? You were dead ass wrong that he couldn't play. Like a whole bunch of you. Now a whole bunch of you that are wrong about him that he couldn't play, you're now writing the injury stuff. That's what you should have wrote from the get-go. You you should have said, there you go. But a lot of you dummies, including you, O'Shea, said he can't play. He can't be a franchise quarterback. He can't lead a powerful offense. His arm's too weak. He's too short. Whatever. He plays too much golf. Whatever stupid reason you had about him not being able to play. See, the difference is, O'Shea, I was right about Tua from the get-go. I said he can play. A lot of you didn't. You were wrong. I said his problem is injury history. I was right. A lot of you did not go after that one. Some of you wrote it from the beginning with me. Okay. Here's the problem. Ryan Tannekill at no point, not even in Tennessee, ever showed me he was a franchise guy on his best day as i've always said about ryan Tannehill, he's nothing more than a game manager on his best day he didn't win a national championship o'shea 
He didn't come off the bench and just take a team to a national title. I never saw Tannehill. In fact, what we saw, Shay, was Tannehill get benched in college. So when you compare Tannehill and Tua, that is freaking moronic. So I will take the chance with Tua, and I will back him up. I know he has injury history. I know he has durability issues. Those were my only concerns. Ask Lisa Rose. Lisa is on this chat board. I don't know if she's still there. She knows it. She talked to me from, she has my cell phone. She she checks in with me every once in a while. We talk football all the damn time. And on draft day, she probably still has the text. I told her, hey, man, you know, I'm, I, I was very, I'm very concerned with him on the, on the injury front, but he can play. I never shied away from the fact that I know he can play the game. That's the difference. Tannehill cannot. Tannehill will never, ever, 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 ever be a franchise quarterback. He doesn't have, scatterbrain doesn't have that in him. Tua has it in him. See, notice how we get less, and there's a lot less now. It's almost, it's almost like, it's almost to the point now where you sound stupid if you say he can't play at this point. If you call him noodle arm, you're an idiot. If you call him that he's too short, you're a moron. If you say he can't play, now you, now you sound stupid because now he's proven to everybody. He's the number one rated passer in the NFL. Number one rated passer. The guy was in the MVP talk. You ever going to put Tannehill in the MVP talk? No, I don't think so. So please, don't compare Tannehill or John Beck or Pat White or any of the deadbeats they've had here for years and years to Tua. This is the best quarterback you've had since Marino. Okay, two is better than everybody you've had combined. So to compare Tua to Tannehill and the two situations, O'Shea is freaking stupid. Just like when you thought Tua couldn't play. But hey, thank you. We appreciate roasting stupid comments. Ah, Jesus Christ. Sean, do you think Cody will beat Roman? Yes. I just, I just responded to that. I believe if WWE wants to have the happy ending, which they usually do at, at WrestleMania. Don't we all? Uh, yeah, don't we yeah. all have, like happy endings? Uh, I think they let Cody win it, but I hope they don't. I hope Roman wins, but I think the ending of the story is going to be Cody winning it. They got him from AEW. They gave him $3 million a year. Ultimately, I think the whole story was to get him the title. A happy ending. A happy ending with the nightmare okay. Cody Rhodes. Okay. No, I'm just, just want to make sure we got happy endings involved here. I mean, it'll be the... It'll be full circle, the American dream. Oh, let's talk a little um, Fangio.
I thought something uh, that was kind of interesting in the conversation, not earth shattering or anything, because he, he, he wasn't going to say anything like that. But if we want to get into some comments and delve deep into some of the Fangio comments that kind of hit home for me, one that I really like that he said was when they asked him about blitzing. And you remember we we talked a couple of weeks ago that I told you I was going to Chick-fil-A and I was in the car and I caught Mark Ross. I I, I gotta I gotta keep remembering the name. Mark Ross, right? And apparently Joe has him on. I guess he's one of their Odyssey insiders or something like that. And he was describing Fangio's defense as an aggressive attacking style defense, which it's not. And Ben Albright told you the right way the guy that actually covered Fangio and has covered the Broncos for years and has documented everything that's gone on with the Broncos and he told you Fangio doesn't really blitz a lot you know it's more of a bend don't break type of defense they force you into mistakes you know that kind of stuff right and yesterday they asked Fangio about blitzing and his answer was basically I'm paraphrasing if you have to blitz all the time, that's not a good thing. And that's because he wants to find a way to put pressure and make it happen on a base defense and, and use that, that second half of your defense to force the quarterback and the offense into mistakes. So, And he explained it yesterday in a way that, hey, listen, man, I, I don't believe that that's a productive defense if you have to be blitzing all the time because when you're blitzing all the time, then that puts you also at a disadvantage. And if you're a great quarterback, there's ways to beat the blitz. Like you didn't blitz Marino. You don't blitz Brady. You don't blitz certain people because they just kill you if you blitz them because they know exactly what's coming. They know exactly where it's coming from. So they know the spot in the defense that's going to be open. And then their receivers know that it's coming. So they know to, it, that it's a hot read. And so they've got to then sit somewhere in the in the zone and, and find a spot. And the quarterbacks and the receivers, as long as they're, you know, uh, trained and practiced the right way, they will be on the same page and they will burn you more often than not for blitzing them, the great quarterbacks. Obviously, the younger, the more mediocre quarterbacks, you can get to them because they don't figure things out nearly as quickly. By the way, did you notice what the XFL is doing? The XFL keeps their helmets on the entire time. So they can actually coach through the play. You know, um, I've told this story before. I Brian Billick, the year that Randall Cunningham had a great year, the headphones cut off at the 15-second mark. They would have the Ravens come to the line by the 20-second mark. And that way, he still had five seconds, so when he's about to snap, he can see what the defense is going to do, basically. And that way, he could tell Randall, hey, there's a good probability you got to go to the left side and go to the X receiver, go to the Y receiver. Oh, the tight end's going to be open. Hey, work the, the running back out of the backfield here because – you know, that kind of stuff. So he already, and it helped Randall have a better year than he had ever had before because of that little trick of getting them to the line before the radio cut off. So Billick could guess 
because obviously you can switch in the last second and kind of fool them. And I'm sure they knew that he was doing some of that, but that was kind of the way they helped. But in the XFL, they go through it all the way. So it's kind of interesting how they do that. And that helps quarterbacks too, because you're getting lesser quarterbacks at that level in the XFL. They probably need more training and more knowledge in their head. And so that's good that the, that the, uh, the coaches help them, you know, with that. I thought that was really cool, but the idea of blitzing all the time is not something that he likes to do as Ben Albright told you, you know what I mean? And as you know, you were misinformed in other places, you know, about it. And I thought that that was a very interesting answer he had to the whole blitzing thing that it was, no, oh, no, dude, that's not what you need to do. And that's kind of, it's, it's a bend, don't break, force you into kind of mistakes defense. So be prepared. Okay. So I thought that was very interesting from, from uh, Mr. Fangio. All right, let's, uh, let's get ready for our number three, Alan Poopard. He handled that press conference. He covered it. Let's get his opinions on Vic Fangio and other things with our Miami Dolphins report brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. They're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slow Winds, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera. One that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of the house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Welcome to Red Light Therapy. A revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. 
For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for EJDConstruction.com. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart in our EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big O radio show. All right, there he is. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was uh, just talking about it before you came on, and, you know, we've been so uh, kind of a blitz-happy team and all that stuff, and I thought it was, you know, there wasn't anything real earth-shattering from that press conference yesterday, but there were a couple things that I like of his point of views, and when asked about blitzing, he kind of like was, you know, because I heard some guy describe uh, on another show that, you know, oh, it's an attacking style, and it's really not. Ben Albright kind of explained it, that it's more of a a bend-don't-break defense. It forces you into mistakes, those kind of things. He likes to put pressure more with his base and that he, you know, he'll use the blitz. But he kind of explained yesterday that it's not one of those things that I have to use it, that that's a bad thing, it seems like. In a way, he kind of phrased it like, it's not a good thing that if you have to blitz all the time. Well, it's not an issue of, of having to blitz all the time. Let's be honest here. And I know I'm going to I'm gonna step into territory here that's, that's not necessarily your favorite because I know you hate Flores and all that. But when the Dolphins were doing it and doing it well in 2020 mostly and then some in 2021, that defense was very, very effective. And it wasn't the fact that they were blitzing every down. It was that they were showing the threat of the blitz practically every down. Um, but they were still one of the most. They were one of the heavier no, blitzing correct, teams. Correct. But even when they weren't coming, they were showing you they were they, that they might be coming, um, and they had the personnel to do it. What it what that style does? It puts a hell of a lot of pressure on your two starting corners, and the Dolphins were lucky enough to have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, which last year they didn't have. So sometimes it didn't work out that well. Um, there's something to be said for the bend but don't break, uh, but you have to be as you're requiring the offense to be very good in its execution for a lot of plays on a drive, you also have to be very good in your, in your execution coverage yeah, a lot coverage. Of coverage and all that. And you're not generally yeah. speaking, maybe not going to create as many turnovers as the blitz happy style is. Um, look, there's a happy medium for both. And if you have the players ultimately it comes onto the players. I mean, I, I know all that you, you don't necessarily just win with a scheme. Chances are that the Dolphins could have gone away from blitz happy in 20 and 2021 and still have produced good results with the personnel they had. Um, well, it depends. Know. I mean, 2021 is kind of a, we can argue on that one because 
they didn't really get results when they played the good teams in the first half of the season. They really chewed up their stats when they played the bad teams in the second half of the season, and they won all those games. The defense was not helping them in the first half of the season in 2021. That's when they played their tough schedule. They finished 9-9-8 with, with a crappy offense. So, um, no, anyway, know. bottom line is, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to do it, um, and Fangio's had success. More, most specifically with San Francisco in the early 2010s and then with Chicago, particularly Chicago, in 2018 yeah. when he was an FL assistant coach of the year, when he had Roquan Smith in the middle of that defense, which is still to me a massively big missing piece for this defense. Yes, yes. And that, that's, you know, everybody's talking about, uh, well, will Buffalo bring back the Edmonds boys? And will they? Will Miami have a shot at one of them, you know? And so uh, it's gonna they're, they're going to have to Huh? He's yeah. gonna be pricey. Well, but that, it, that's that's the only place I think where they would have to spend money is at that middle line. But like people talking about Saquon Barkley and all that, no, they're not gonna do that, bro. They're not spending. They don't have the kind of space. Plus, Greer has no track record whatsoever of Correct. spending high picks or big money on running backs. Correct. None. None. He has zero interest, I believe. In spending money on big on, on on big money on backs or spending a high pick on a back, I really do. It looks to me like he is dead set on finding middle round backs. Or I I actually don't think their running backs were a problem last year. They weren't, and that's what McDaniel's also is used to in San Francisco. San Francisco never had high pick right. high picks at running back until they traded for Christian McCaffrey, uh, right. and McDaniel exactly. was no longer there when they when he was there. It's you look at the list of their yearly rushing leaders, and it's like. Fifth round pick, seventh round pick, get a rookie free agent, and all that. It's, it's so he's when made Shanahan, it when Shanahan lost Terrell Davis, which by the way, he was a wasn't he a later round pick anyway? The sixth round pick, I believe. Right. He then got Orlandis Gary huh? and uh and Gary Anderson, right? I Mike, think it was Mike the, Anderson. Mike Anderson. Hmm? And they were, I think, late round picks, or maybe even one was a free agent the or DFA. whatever. So and Mike he, Anderson was your DFA. Right, right. And so, it, like, you think about it, you know, and that's kind of who they've been. You know, in Washington, they got the FAU kid in the sixth round and milked him, right? Didn't, didn't Shanahan have him there? Didn't he? Wasn't he the Shanahan, one of the Shanahan guys? Alfred Morris, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, wasn't wasn't he used under Shanahan? And he was like a six-round yeah. pick also. In that time, yeah. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that's kind of been in their bloodlines overall until – the McCaffrey move, you know, this past year, normally they just don't do it. And Greer has kind of been the same thing, too. So look at the free uh, agents the they thing, signed. What's that again? I said, look at the free agents they signed at running back the past several years when yeah. they've signed. It's been Jordan Howard, Malcolm Brown, uh, Chase Edmonds. Draft Miles Gaskin. Draft um, um, Drake. Kenyon Drake and the was the third round pick. Third round, but that's pretty high. That's a pretty high pick for them, actually. That, that's 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 about the highest they go. Kalen Bellage was what? Fourth. Yeah. So but maybe they're right. still having they're still having nasty flashbacks from the last time they they spent as high as a second round pick, which was Daniel Thomas in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that didn't uh, pan out. No, that didn't pan out. That didn't pan out. That was a different coaching staff in those days. Um, but anyway, the other thing that I liked, and 
it reminded me and pissed me off of what I saw from Josh Gaddis this year from the Canes. I don't know how much you follow it, but the the moron inherits a spread offense and he comes from Michigan and all of a sudden he pulls a Jimmy Johnson bullshit. Well, I just got here from Dallas. Let me run the Dallas offense with the Dallas without the Dallas offensive line and without the Dallas running back. And, you know, he thought he could run that power running offense and he just didn't have the talent. And 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 I thought Gaddis did the same thing last year. He kind of went to a power running offense, eliminated the spread. His quarterback thrives on the spread. Actually, he's more of a spread quarterback than he is. And so he had to then come back and fix it throughout the year and add more elements of the spread to help his quarterback out and help his offense that couldn't score points. Fangio said yesterday, and I think that this is a product of once you you get somewhere, you're not going to have every piece you need. And sometimes you're going to inherit some pieces that you just can't get rid of right away because of a contract situation. It's going to take you a year or two to kind of funnel some of these things out. And I thought what he said, we're going to tailor the offense to the talent we have. To me, that was another thing that I liked about what he said instead of coming in and I'm going to, hey, put the square peg in the round hole. I mean, isn't that the, <clears throat> excuse me, isn't that the essence of good coaching? You maximize what your players do well, minimize what they don't do well. Um, Amen. But so, they don't all do that. They don't all do that. Sometimes no. – I'm sorry, Tony. Rest in peace. Sometimes you grab a running back who's really a pass catcher and you, you're you dead set on making him a running back. And it's like, yo, bro, come on, dude. Let's go. That's not who this guy is, you know. Who, and, who you and, and I've seen this over the years and with different coaches. That's all I'm saying. No, no, it, it can happen. And but if you look at the base, generally speaking, Fangio's played a three-four base. That's what the Dolphins used last year, you know. Right. And within that, it's just there are different ways of doing things where you can clearly see that some guys are better at doing. Like Christian Wilkins, his biggest ability is crushing the, the line of scrimmage on running plays, and he's you know Commander TFL. He's not necessarily a, like he's not Aaron Donald as a pass rusher as a defensive line. Then again, I mean, few people are, but you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so logically, you kind of build around what he does best, and then you do that for as many players as possible to maximize what you have. Again, to me, that's not exactly reinventing the wheel. And you know, there's a reason Vic Fangio's been around for quite a while, and why he was in demand. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's you know, it's watching. I explained it earlier before you were on on that. I love that because. I've watched Spo have different basketball teams and he's adjusted to the different teams, you know, and then I can, I can always pull the old man card. You know, I watched, I watched Shula with greasy Zonka kick, you know, all that. And then I watched him with Woodstrock and then I watched him with Marino, same bullshit and all that. I know I always have, but I, I use Spo as a, a recent thing, you know, because he's had different types of teams. Hell one year with, the blood clots and and uh, Bosch that he would come back and leave and he had mm -hmm. to switch up the offense like three different times throughout the year, you know what I mean? And that's what a great coach does. Oh, this is the kind of team I have. Okay, we got to run this now, you know. And we were so used to that with Shula. I, I I think I wanted to mention it because you know you just said it. It's elementary for any coach, but I want to say that I appreciate that because I don't think it happens with every coach, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where sometimes, you know, coaches will drive you crazy with, you're going to stay with Jacoby Brissett and two is still better, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, fair enough. I, I, I would 
Prosecutor. I had to get a flow shot in there, by the way. Well, no, I yeah, trust me. I saw that. I kind of like skipped over it. Uh, I, I would think, would think and suggest it happens more often than not. And those who are adamant about sticking with their system, Oof. more often than not, eventually wind up running into problems. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, give me something else you liked from the press conference or didn't like from the press conference. It was. I'll be very honest with you. It was cookie cutter. He didn't say anything. Of course. Uh, right. I, I'll give you. I'll give you the the, the one. You, I knew, you knew there wasn't going to be anything earth shattering from it. So pretty I mean, much, yeah. Um, the, the one I the one I did like was when he was asked, like, "Is this the, does this have the makings of a Super Bowl caliber defense?" And he says, "Can we get a one practice in?" I thought, I thought that was funny. And then yeah. I, suggest, yeah. I suggested. I suggested, okay, well, let's wait until after the first practice and then ask him immediately first question. So, what's the answer? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, you guys should bust his balls that first week. All right, you've had a couple practices. And is it a Super Bowl caliber team, Coach? You know, that kind of stuff. And I'm sure he'll 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 get a laugh out of something like that. And I'm sure he'll understand that it's uh, it's it's all all in fun. Um, dude, what was I gonna I was just gonna tell you something now that I oh yes. The other thing that I thought, again, nothing earth-shattering, but still kind of funky from the whole thing is he has no relationship with Mike McDaniel. Like, none. No, but we knew so, that. I mean, the, the, I, mean, I they, know, they, but, 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 but to hear it, you know what I'm saying? Just to, like, to finally hear it. And what I mean by this is this really bodes well because if you watch the Philbins of the world and the, and the flows of the world and we watch guys that struggled to build – you know, staffs. Uh, that's one of the things that I would tell the Dolphin Nation. Hey, man, you got a young coach that clearly knew how to build an offensive staff. And now in his second year, he has to kind of tweak things. And we all kind of heard that he was going after this guy. And now you hear it. And now you really hear that they, ha they really have no relationship, which that shows you that at least McDaniel has developed a certain reputation that others will gravitate to. And so I think that that's a good thing, too. So that that sign there of having no relationship, but yet still acquiring the man, I think that bodes really well for McDaniel. Without question, understanding that there were several factors as well, including including one important factor that wasn't mentioned. The in agent. The answer. Sorry? The agent, you mean? Come on. Let's, well, let's, let's, the money. Uh, no, no, no. The money. Let's, was be honest, let's be honest. Big O, let's be honest here. It, here's the thing is, on the one hand, yes, absolutely. If he didn't have respect for what Mike McDaniel has done and from what he's heard and what he's seen, if he didn't respect what the guy had building, he wouldn't have joined at all. If you're going to sit there. If you're going to Sean Payton. The, the, if you're going to the, sit there, the, the Walmart people had the money. The Walmart people had the money. Bro. But if you're, you're going to sit there and 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 completely gloss over the financial considerations of the deal. I mean, that's being a little naive. I mean, come on. No, I get that. But my, I think the money would have been there in Denver easily. They would have paid him the four and a half million. The reports are, yeah, reports are you're, the you're, paying, you're paying the head coach Denver. 18 million. Yeah. Why wouldn't you pay the defensive coordinator four and a half? Walmart is like, yeah, dude, here, I got that in the couch. Here, you can have it. Okay. That's nothing. I I, I I don't know why we're haggling over this point, but here's two things. Number one, there's the reports. You brought up the money making it a big issue. I did, but you're the one who's fighting me on it like it's not valid. Yeah. Number one, number one, he's reportedly no, the no, highest. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm just saying it would have been anywhere for him, the money. 
But it was, and, and and that's the point that it wasn't. And the other the other issue with going back to Denver, he just while it's not the same ownership group, he just got fired by their by that team two years ago. Okay, so it's one of those where it's like I don't want to like I don't want to diminish the reputation, the respect Mike McDaniel has around the league. I also don't want to sit here and say, well, look at Mike McDaniel; he's incredible; he can get any coach he wants because everybody wants a coach for him. I think that's no, but I like. Little, no, little no, I'm, not, I'm not saying that any coach. I'm just saying it, it, there there has to have been some respect there because he's and, just and, not uh, without question. Because, without question, uh, it, yeah, the, it can't be just about money. Like, like, dude, Indomitian Sue came here for what? Money. Come on, he yeah. didn't come here for any coach. When My they asked him about when money. they asked him about why he yeah. came here, he said, "Well, because they're progressive." I remember the quote. Yeah. He didn't say they won. He didn't say it was a great franchise. He didn't say it was an amazing coaching staff. No, no, it's a progressive team is what he used. It's but he, like, can't yeah, say, no, he can't say it's about money, even though everybody knows it's about money. There's There will never be – I think was I think it was one free agent. I may have been in basketball, and I can't remember who it was, who literally said, well, money was kind of good. And I was like, dude, mad props to you for being the first and only guy to have the balls to say what everybody knows, because in you a got lot short of memory, Sorry? you got a short memory. What is that? A Miami Dolphins said it was about money this year. You got a short memory. Well, dude, he said he said eighteen different things about. I've seen eighteen eighteen different things. You know, you know who I'm talking about? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill said, "Well, he when you guys cornered him, he said, well, you know, Florida has no state taxes, and in the end." It made good business sense, or I'm paraphrasing, or whatever. He gave it up in the yeah, end. Not, about yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Actually, so props to him. Props to him for being for being legit about that. Yeah. Omar Kelly won't remember that, but I'll remember that. Why is that? He's got a bad memory. If you haven't figured that out with Omar, we have figured that out on this show. He has a terrible memory. <laughs> no, but the thing with Tyreek is he said to me because there was always that it came out. He wanted more catches. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, yeah, ultimately, you know, he he has said that, that sometimes it was. Ultimately, Kansas City didn't pay him, and Miami did, and New York offered it, but he would have still made more money in Miami than New York, and he said, I'm right. coming to Miami because I'm making the most money, and that's what I want. Props so, for yeah, the honesty. Props yeah. for the honesty. Yeah, I got I got to give him credit. All right, uh. Any anything else you see dolphins wise? What are you trying to track down now? What's the latest kind of news angle for you? Resignings is what it is is what to me is the first thing. I mean, we got the combine next week, but that's in preparation for the draft, which is a couple months down the line. The thing is March that March 15th date, which is the start of the new league year. We're now less than a month away. Um Today's the first day that teams can use the free agent or transition tag. I just put up a story with a complete primer on everything that's involved with it, including including the Dolphins and why it would be a shock if they did, did they, they did anything with that. But at some point, I would expect they're going to start re-signing some of their own free agents, possibly the Christian Wilkins extension to me. That's coming. I don't I don't know exactly when it has to happen. I would think it would come before March 15th again. So you get, you know, more cap compliant, yeah. the, the top 51 rule. Um, 
but yeah, it just, but there, there's going to have to be something. I mean, there, there have been maybe a trickle of certain guys who have re-signed. I think that the Carolina long snapper Jansen, I think his name is re-signed with the Panthers. Uh, so th that's kind of what I have my on, my, eye, my eye on it's two week. It's a two week period for the, the tag, not expecting the Dolphins to tag anybody. Um, Oh, Tua. No, I expect Tua tag. I expect the Tua tag. Yes. What you're yes. talking about is big O. Big O. Fifth-year option. That's not the same as a tag. I'm talking about the fifth. Oh. You're talking fifth-year option. I'm talking about free agent franchise or transition tag. Oh. Okay, okay. All right. When's when's the fifth-year option thing? It's coming? May 1st or 2nd. It's one of the first days of May. Oh, okay, so we got we got we got still uh time for that. But you expect that, right? Cuz I'm I'm 50-50 only... on it. I'm totally 50-50 on it. Uh I don't I think, think I possible. think for sure they'll tag him because that'll buy them 2 years of trying to make a run with him without having to pay him that big ass money. So I think that that's what they'll do. And plus he has no leverage at this point. Because he has to prove he has to stay healthy in order for him to get the big money, and he well, knows correct. that his agent knows that. So it buys you. Here's the thing: it buys you an extra year at the cost of guaranteeing 23 million if he gets hurt. That yeah. that's the decision to be made. So. Yeah, and I and I would take the chance because if if he was a mediocre quarterback, I don't take that chance. But because he was the number one rated passer, and you see the potentials there. Yeah, I'm going to take the chance, and I'm going to hope that he learns his freaking lesson this year and gets rid of the ball quickly, man. So let's let's hope so. Don't forget, folks, alldolphins.com. You must bookmark it. That's the only way you officially become a Dolphins fan. Anywhere in the world, alldolphins.com. Bookmark it. This man is constantly writing articles all day long. Alan, we will catch up later on in the week, my friend. I appreciate you immensely. You'll be good. Thank you, sir. There you go. Alan Poupart, baby, with our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report. And call my man, Eric. They know how to get it done at EJD Construction, Dade or Broward County, because I did get some of some of you uh, in uh, a little bit of hot water there. You got mad at me uh, because uh, he doesn't do Palm Beach County, and some of you were calling, and I really apologize. But Dade and Broward County. Uh, 305-433-4843. That's the owner's cell number. And we're talking about custom home construction and major home remodeling. You can go to EJD Construction's uh, Instagram page, and you can see a lot of before and after uh, work, which is just off the chain, man. You're really going to love the work that they do. They're fully insured, liability and workers' comp, so you never have to worry. If somebody gets injured on your property, they will not be suing you. If you hire people that are not insured, you put yourself at risk. So whatever it is you're looking to do, you want to build a second floor, you want to build you want to build out a killer man cave, I don't care what you want to do, a, an observation deck like somebody did. A lot of us South Floridians right now, we're trying to re-up our insurance policies. And we're finding out that they're telling us, hey, you got to upgrade your roof. Your house is over 20 years old. And call EJD Construction. They can upgrade that roof for you in Dater Broward County. 305-433-4843. You've been listening to the EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins Report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDConstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843.
Alright, alright, alright. You know, when uh sports and business collide, we like doing something called the KSDT CPA Sports Business Report. <laughs> Right, all right, all right. Uh, folks, you know, um, the world is international, right? International travel, international ways. You can go from one country to another. And if you haven't noticed, because I know some of you are going to get a little jingoistic on me on this, and it happens, right? How dare they? They've moved football to London. We're losing a game. Meanwhile, Stephen Ross has interests in soccer teams across the uh, across the globe. Um, the owner of, let's see, the Jets, the owner of the Bucks, many owners they have they have interest or own teams in other parts of the world, soccer teams, right? Americans that own soccer teams, and we're talking about big big time soccer teams, right? Well, we're going international, and we're hearing about this, and it's going to happen. You know, one of your favorite teams is going to be owned. You know, Shad Khan, kind of an international guy, right? Owns soccer and owns the Jags, right? Well, look what's happening. The NBA has opened its doors to some international funding. That's right. Qatar Investments Authority and Abu Dubai Fun Mubadela Capital have shown interest in NBA teams, according to Bloomberg. The funds have a respective $450 billion and $284 billion in assets under management. The league's Board of Governors voted in December to allow sovereign wealth funds to buy up to 20% of a team subject to league approval. The New York Knicks, uh, by the way, could be a potential match. The team has signaled openness to selling a minority stake and has a connection to Abu Dubai, uh, Mubadala's investment equity group, Silver Lake, which is an investor in Knicks owner Madison Square Garden Sports. The NBA is also planning multiple preseason games in Dubai this summer. Last year, Mubadala bought 20% of the media rights of Brazilian Football League for $971 million and invested $50 million in the Supercross World Championships. Meanwhile, QIA helped fund the 2022 World Cup and owns, owes, and owns French soccer giants Paris Saint-Germain, PSG. NBA teams have already welcomed private equity investors who can own up to 30% of individual teams. Spurs, Kings, Warriors are among those teams, part owned by equity firms, private equity firms. It's coming. We were just talking about it with Sean yesterday that several people are bidding on WWE and the Saudis could be part of that mix. And this is something that is going to now develop over the next 20, 30 years that you're going to see a lot of international money coming in to a lot of our American sports and some of your favorite teams could be owned by somebody that is non-American. Something that 
is already changing in the landscape of sports internationally and is changing already here in the States. And in the NBA, you know, before you know it, there'll be some kind of private type of company internationally that will fully own an NBA team. It's the way it is. You're going to get to a point where these see the beauty of basketball is that it is an internet. It's the second biggest international sport, right? Because the, the world plays soccer and there and most of the world now is playing basketball. And all it's doing is growing because we've got leagues all over the world. You see the NBA is flooded with international players. Next thing will be football eventually. And, you know, it's going to take decades, but you'll, you'll see eventually other places around the world start to play the game and pick it up and then build. See, in the end, if the NFL wants to expand and bring more money, they're going to have to expand into Europe. Part of that expansion is to also influence them into playing the game so you can create more talent around the world. So the pool becomes that much bigger and that eventually will come. So the international money is starting to flow in into the NBA and many other leagues. That is your KSDTCPA Sports Business Report. This has been the KSDT Sports Business Report. KSDTCPA is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax and accounting firms for 2022. KSDTCPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit online at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 3370. All right, all right, all right. So, you watched the XFL over the weekend. Did you watch uh, AJ McCarron throw a couple touchdowns in a victory there, Sean? Did you watch that? Did you watch the, the AJ McCarron game? I watched pieces because I was going back and forth to the Daytona 500. You know who was also watching? Oh, she was watching. Catherine Webb was watching. That's right. Catherine Webb. There we go. How about that? AJ McCarron with the, the Battle Hawks hat touchdowns. And she still looks dazzling, bro. She is a gorgeous woman. AJ McCarron, you know, he may have never made it in the NFL, but he made it. He made it, bro. He he did uh he did well. He, uh, like uh, some of us do, I'll kick our coverage. Good for A.J. McCarron. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's all I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nice job by him, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Don't forget, by the way, Cutter's Edge Pro. Proud sponsor of our program. They do it all. Tree trimming, removals, landscape, outdoor lighting, irrigation, synthetic turf. We experienced it all. Our neighbors are like, wow, that looks phenomenal. And our dogs are loving it. We are. I was over the weekend playing a little cornhole with my daughter and, uh, and uh, my wife for a little bit in the backyard. Then we took out the clubs. And we went to the putting green because we put Cutter's Edge can build a putting green for you in your home, in your backyard. It's the coolest thing, man. 
you know, the, the, you get to, it's, it's great if you bring some friends over, family members, or if you have a meeting, you know, you have somebody come on over, you have a little business meeting, you can get a couple drinks, go outside, go to the putting green, work on your short game, talk, talk business. It's fantastic. Or like we did, family bonding, you know, over the weekend. And that's the beauty of, of when you landscape your yard and you take it to the next level. It, 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 you just, you want to be outside. Okay. That's the beauty. I want to be outside. I take out the dogs and I enjoy the landscape and, and the shade. Cause we've got trees all over the place. Uh, I've got to do a video. Hopefully I'll do a video in the next couple of days of the backyard and, and do a better video than I did last time. Cause uh, we had a little bit of uh uh, connection issues with the wireless. So we'll fix that, but, uh, go check it out. Cutters edge pro Dade Broward or Palm beach counties, your home, your business, your, your condominium complex, take it to the next level. As you all know, once you add that landscaping, you add the lighting, you add the irrigation or the artificial turf, it takes it to another level. Your, your, your business, your home will be worth more property value goes up. And artificial turf, if you have dogs, oh, my God, so easy to maintain. You don't leave a mess. You don't bring anything in the house. Neither do the dogs. Your wife is going to love that because she loses her mind when she just cleaned the floors and the dog comes in from the backyard and mud or whatever. And, man, but none of that ever happens. And you save hundreds, thousands in the long run because you're not watering or cutting the grass. And as you all know, in South Florida, that happens a lot. You water and you cut the grass at least every 10 days to two weeks. You got to cut your grass. It's crazy. So check it out. Go to cuttersedgepro.com. Go to the website. Go to the Instagram page. You can see a lot of the work. If you see the one with the putting green on the side of the house, that's my house right there with the putting green. There you go. Uh, big O, no hating. Glad to see you guys outkick their coverage. I sure as heck did, and I'm grateful every single day. Yes, sir. There's nothing wrong with that, outkicking your coverage. Musburger was fogging up his glasses big time. Big time. Big O, living the life, it sounds like. Um, I don't know about living the life, but we're, we're working and uh, having a good time and get to talk sports every day. We'll be talking a little crypto now in a couple minutes. Remember, crypto show will start immediately after this show ends. We will uh, get going uh, a little bit of a crypto action for you. And we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, many things. Uh, what else? The generosity of some women is amazing. For that bum McCarran to be able to pull that off is unbelievable. Don't say that. That's not nice. Just because he's not a great quarterback at the NFL level doesn't mean he's not a great man. Doesn't mean he's not a great husband. Doesn't mean he can't be a great father. Doesn't mean he's not, you know, a great human being, bro. Come on. That's that's not right. You know, that's, that's not good. Not good. What can I tell you? Uh, I see that, oh, by the way, uh, Guns N' Roses has announced a tour. Uh, September 15th, they are coming to Hollywood, all right? GNR coming to Hollywood. If they go to Hollywood, they're going to the Hard Rock then, right? I would imagine. Wow. That's going to be a steep-ass ticket if it's at the Hard Rock. Um, I mean, it's the only place they can go in Hollywood, right? 
August 24th for you folks in Chicago, you can see GNR. Nashville, August 26th. Toronto, September 28th. Kansas City, September 25th. Houston, September 28th. San Diego on my birthday, October 1st. And in Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. Phoenix, October 11th. There's more dates, but I just picked out a couple cities just in case for those of you listening, downloading the show wherever you're at. Check it out. The brat is pregnant at the age of 48. Really? Okay. She looks like a cool person. Don't know her from Adam, but every time I see her like talking and stuff, she kind of looks like she might be cool to hang out with and 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 talk and all that stuff. Um Mike No Go Zone says, I think I'll go see Guns and Roses at the stadium instead of here at the Hollywood. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It it, it might be cheaper to go travel somewhere and come back to watch Guns N' Roses than at, at the at the Hard Rock because it's limited amount of seats. And so they end up charging a lot more money, man. Yeah. You are you are correct about that. What else do we have? Oh, I saw this. Do the Jets uh go after Derek Carr? Or Aaron Rodgers. You know, and a lot of you would probably pick Derek Carr just because you think or you know Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback, right? And I got to tell you something. Just for my entertainment purposes, I wanted to be Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because it'll force them to give up picks a lot of cap space, and then they've got to put up with his ass. And he's going to say stupid things. He'll call people out. The New York media will go after him. It'll become a mess. And I like that. That'll be fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? Derek Carr is like a, a great human being. You know, he's a terrific father. He's a good family man. And he's a solid quarterback, dude. You know, overall, he's not going to bring them a lot of trouble. He's not going to bring them any trouble whatsoever. I think if you're the Jets, the smart move is Derek Carr. It's not going to cost you any picks. You can manage the salary and, and, and you know, um, finagle it that first year and lower the cap and all that kind of stuff. But with Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to give up picks. You're inheriting a big-ass salary. You don't know if he's going to retire a year from now. If it doesn't go well for him, he might walk away. He's kind of a petulant child. And what if you renegotiate that first year and backload it, and then he retires on you? Oh, my God, the cap hits will be crushing for, for Aaron Rodgers. So it's one of those things that you can't really trust him. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say... I, I hope that's what they do. I hope they go the Aaron Rodgers way because I think it'll be an absolute disaster. By the way, Sean, did I uh, did I miss any Super Chats? Because I think I did. I want to say I missed the last one that came in. Something may have happened while I was 
doing an interview, but I, I went on the YouTube channel here and on, uh, on the app and I did, I could not go far enough. So it, it, it did happen. Okay. There you go. Brian Diaz. Thank you for the love on the super chat. Big O. Uh, Oh no, no. I, 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 I did read that one that he's going to see Greta in March. Yes. Yes. They, they sound fantastic live. Yes. I've seen them. Like I told you like nine times. I love Greta. So yes, I might be a little too biased. Greta. Okay. Might be a little too biased. Sorry, Big O. Don't agree. Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP like two years ago. Did we miss him beating the Finns this year? Um, I I don't know if you think the Finns he beat the Finns or did the Finns beat themselves? I'm not sure how you want to look at it, but you know, it was your head coach that was averaging nine yards a carry and chose not to keep running. You know, and then the kid got concussed and threw all those interceptions in the second half. I, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins gave away that game. Not really that Aaron Rodgers won. And again, I don't think you listened to me. That's the problem. I never said that Derek Carr was the better quarterback. But again, some of you have a real problem actually listening and paying attention to what was said. But that's all right, my brother. Yeah, I must have said that Derek Carr was way better and you have to sign him because he'll take you the title and the other one won't. I must have said all of that right now. I must have said Rodgers was a choker and all that stuff and that Derek Carr is the most clutch quarterback in the world. I must have said all of that right now. Some of you out there, man, seriously, like, wow. Ah. <sighs> Chris Johnson goes, Rogers didn't beat us, fool. I said it a little nicer, but I all like the way Chris Johnson works. <laughs> That's fantastic, Chris. Way to go, dude. <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what happened today in music history. Uh, in 64, the New York band The Echoes took on a new, young, unknown piano player by the name of Billy Joel. In 95 on this date, the first time in seven years, Bruce Springsteen performed live with the E Street Band. It took place in New York City at a nightclub, and it was for a video for Jonathan Demean's film, Murder Incorporated. In 2006, Kid Rock filed a lawsuit to prevent the distribution of a videotape featuring him and Creed's Scott Stapp being serviced by four women. In 2008, a computer expert was jailed for two years for electronically stalking Lincoln Park singer Chester Bennington. The overzealous fan worked at a U.S. national security laboratory in New Mexico where she used a computer to track the rocker, obtained his family photos, and accessed his email and voicemail. Now that is one psycho bitch. Wow. She tracks you. She gets all your family photos. She accesses your v your email and voicemail. 
That is one crazy woman. And it also shows you how in this world, nothing is private, dude. Nothing whatsoever. Wow. That's, that's scary stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you uh, you hook up with the right woman or man because whew, you run into one of those psychos and man, life can uh, can get kind of rough. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. I'm trying to see if there's any other headlines. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, although I did see the story that the Cowboys are really intrigued with C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State uh, quarterback, and that according to SI's um, Mike Fisher, got to give uh, the people the proper credit that are reporting this, Mike Fisher from Sports Illustrated is reporting that the that Dak Prescott's days are numbered practically with the Cowboys and that the Cowboys are in love with CJ Stroud. That was fast, dude, right? He had this shitty year. He threw all the interceptions. He had the bad playoff game and they are quick to get off. Remember, Jerry's not getting any younger. He gave him the money. He believed in the guy and apparently they don't believe in him anymore but you're now going to bring in a rookie that it's probably going to take you a couple years to develop him if he's the guy is the question. But now reports are saying that, and they talk in Dallas. That's the thing. You know, the Jones and all that, they crap gets out. They're not good at kind of keeping things under wraps. So, you know, Dak Prescott got his money. He got plenty of signing bonus. He's already made a, a couple of big-time years in salary, so I don't know what the cap hit is if they release him. He's got all these commercials. That's the beauty of being the Cowboy uh, quarterback. You're going to get commercials, and that guy's got a boatload of commercials. He has milked this. God bless him, bro. But wow. And let me tell you something. I've never been a, a, um, a Dak Prescott hater. I've always said, you know, he's he's done a pretty damn good job overall. He's not a franchise quarterback, but he's probably the notch under. But what he did this year, it was bad. He threw a lot of bad interceptions, and then that playoff game was terrible. Um, I, I can see the desperation in Jerry because if you're not convinced he's the guy and you're getting old and you kind of – like Jerry Jones, as successful as he's been in business, as successful as he's been overall and winning several championships early on in his career, I think what eats him alive is that he can't win another one without Jimmy. And all three titles are Jimmy's titles. Barry Switzer had nothing to do with that title. Those were Jimmy's, that was Jimmy's team, and that was his assistant coaches. That was his culture that was still in place. And Barry Switzer just got in there and and hit the cruise control, and the rest took over. It had nothing to do with Barry Switzer. It had nothing to do with Jerry Jones. So the Jones family is dying to kind of 
prove that they were competent enough to win a title, which they have never proven that they are. So the desperation against Dak is now understandable because the old man is old. And, you know, getting to a point where patience is no longer a virtue. He doesn't have that time anymore. So I can see why they're apparently in love with C.J. Stroud. So there you go. Uh, what else do we have here? Big O, how about Marcelo, linebacker from the Galaxy, to enter Miami or FC? Um, no idea, my brother. No idea on that. Thoughts on Metallica? They're awesome. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? I've seen them a whole bunch of times. I'm going to see them in August in Quebec for two nights. I'm going to see them in 2024 in September in Mexico City for two nights. Maybe that tells you what I think about Metallica. So, yeah, uh, if I can go to a Metallica concert, I'll be more than satisfied to go enjoy a little Metallica, my man. So, uh, Frankie says left back, huh? Uh, to watch the crypto show, do I have to watch channels or will it be a continuation of the show? No, we will, this will shut down and then a new one will start right on the same channel, but a new one will start. So you'll have to, you know, go into the next window. So once we shut this down, You'll start to see new music play, and the other one will fire off and give me a couple minutes here. But like in two or three minutes, I'll start the I'll start the crypto show. And you guys, those of you that want to move over with us for the crypto show, you can do that and um and get some stuff. I got to get some stuff off my chest when it comes to the uh, crypto stuff because we got we got stuff developing, and I want to talk to you all about it. By the way, where I have not checked this hour. Any, uh, I haven't checked the crypto market yet this hour. Where are we at? 24,500. It's been stuck right during that 24,500, 900. It went over 25,000 last night for a couple of, for, for a minute or two, then went right back down to, you know, 24,9. So it, it's, it's hitting that threshold right there. It, 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 it it's going to keep hitting it and eventually it's going to bust through. And we'll, we'll talk about that. I don't want to get too much into the material I need to talk about on the next show. Uh, we thank Ira Winderman, Manny Navarro, and Alan Poupart, as always. We thank, of course, Sean Stanley, the man that masters this program every single day, as I just mentioned. Uh, don't forget to DM me on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, even LinkedIn. We're giving away a pair of tickets, a couple pair of tickets to go see the boxing matches at Hialeah Park on the 24th this Friday. We're giving away uh, several pairs of tickets to go see the Drone Racing League on Saturday. Okay? Um, so DM me. Tell me you want to win, and that's your chance, and I will pick winners. If I DM you back that you won, uh, I will ask for certain information. You send me back that information. And you will win. And by the way, we're giving away tickets for the boxing match. And we're also giving away one pair 
of buffet tickets at the Hylia Park Boxing Match Buffet, which is an absolute delicious buffet. And you have to guess how many slot machines. And they have either 700 and something, 800 and something, or 900 and something. You got to guess somewhere in that area. Give us the number. And if you, the closest one, and if there happens to be a tie, then we'll have a drawing between the people that are tied. And uh, we'll, and I will contact the winner. So DM me on any of the platforms, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, DM me in any of those and um, give me your uh, either you want to be a part of the you want to go see the drone racing league on Saturday, which, by the way, Tyreek Hill is going to be there racing. How about that? So there you go. So we got those that were given away. So DM us for your chance to win. We will see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel. For you all out there that want to join us on the crypto ride, give us two minutes and crypto is next. Thanks to Sean Stanley, who masters this entire platform. We'll see you tomorrow.